Summer is on its way, and if you've been dreaming up ideas for your outdoor space and how to make the most of it, let Article help you. Article's curated catalog of outdoor furniture is here to help you do all your favorite things this summer. They've got everything you need to really make things your own, from outdoor sofas to dining sets to decor. And you know how we feel about Article. Most of our favorite pieces ever are from Article. Article is the best and believes in gorgeous design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, uh, they have some really gorgeous prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And these pieces are quality. An article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. Their customer care team is there when you need them uh, to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. My experience with them has been so helpful. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more to claim, visit article.com slash mom dad and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mom dad for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Well, welcome home, family. Welcome it's your mom, mom and dad. dad. <laughs> yes, Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hello, Lee. Hello, hello. Hello, husband. Sup, babe. <laughs> okay, how are you doing today? Last week on Wednesday, you were hungover, and then on Friday, you were having your day of reckoning mm. um, agitation mode. Mm. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You are? I'm, I got my orange yes. on. You know what I mean? This is kind of fly. No, no, it, it was, it's kind of loud. And I matched the background. No big deal. Um, but no, it's good. Things are good. Life is good. I can't complain. I'm actually in a good mood. You know, no more reckoning. Wow. You know, actually, no one paid the price last week. I just, just myself. Just an of, internal reckoning? Because obviously there's some deep-seated insecurities that I haven't worked through. So I, the reckoning was really against myself. And that's something I'm working on. And you had therapy then too, right? I did. I cried in therapy. Yeah. You called me because I was gone and you were uh-huh. like, I just cried in therapy. Uh-huh. I was like, the day of reckoning, the tears have been released. The reckoning yeah. came forth and water coming from your eyes. Whoa, that was very like Greek mythology or something. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, I cried in therapy and that was good. Um, just, you know, it was one of those things too i didn't see it coming it wasn't even like we were talking about we were just talking about something and all of a sudden it triggered something and then i literally felt it and I, you know what i did what you do? i let it happen and that's something that's the new new you know what i mean you just I didn't let fight the tears it. yeah yeah because you're not a big it. crier and sometimes i'm like babe just crier. let the waters flow i released the dam <laughs> i opened it up i let it flow my you know my emotions were brought out my my peace and i felt very peaceful because of it you know yeah. it's very interesting how the crying thing is like you know i don't do it very often but when i do it it's very it cleansing good. and it does feel good lee do you cry i do cry it's been a while but the other day i had just a single tear oh that's so oh. poetic in my like right eye as i was driving and it just wouldn't fall it was so weird i'm <gasps> like am i about to just cry <laughs> right right now and it was just stuck there and it was just stuck there <laughs> It was like a movie or like, it was, I was like, what, what's going on? Wait, so you, are you a car crier? Yeah. Yeah. I love a good car cry, God. car scream, you know, yes. car like scream. Yeah. yeah just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it> <laughs> so good. 
I just feel Something safe about, in my okay, car. You guys, Lee is like the most low key, just the kindest, warmest sweet, person you've kind. ever encountered in your whole life. And the last person in the world I could ever picture screaming is Lee. So the so I love this side of you. I love I love him just being coming over to our house and being like, "Hey guys, how's it going? So sweet, so kind. Nothing but nice things to say. They get in the car and be like." <laughs> just in my Prius. You gotta like, let like, it out somewhere. He's just somewhere. smashing into cars, just like yeah, that's his day of reckoning. <laughs> it's like you gotta let it out. Sometimes you, I'll yeah. I'll shout in the car. Sometimes I love a good car cry. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was driving home, so I went to a festival this past weekend. Oh. Um, well, actually, I didn't go to the festival. I yeah. did not go to the festival, but Katie Thurston invited me to a bunch of the parties, which. Yeah. Shout out Katie. I Katie and I have become very good friends. Besties, like that's yeah. my girl. And mm-hmm. we spent the whole weekend together. She took me everywhere. Parties I would never have been able to get into. <laughs> she let me yeah. be her plus one. We had the best time. But because I had this amazing time and I had so many like really deep, impactful converse- conversations. Also shout out Stefan Lovegrove. We had just this like beautiful conversation. Mm-hmm. I drove home from the festival, wept for two and a half hours in the car, just releasing everything. I got home and Evan's like, how are you? And my eyes are just so watery. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I feel free. And I just let everything out and all the tears yeah. were just flowing. It was I said, so cool. Good. Now take Ember. I'm going to go golfing. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you seemed, and, and, and then since then, I've you've been, been two comments away from a cry. I have cried so much in the past few days. And normally I'm not like, I mean, you know me, when I, when the cry hits, it hits, sure, sure. but I'm not like a regular crier. You're not like a, oh, it's easy to make her cry. No, It's no. like, but you're, you're in touch with your emotions for sure. Yes. But you're also not like, a, oh my God, I just saw the cutest dog and I started crying. Like that's no, not your no, type no, of no. cry. Um, and when I'm sad or hurt, I don't typically cry. Right. I cry when I'm happy a lot of times, which has been the past few days. Like anything is setting me off. Like any beautiful moment, yeah. any thought about something powerful, like Evan I just keeps into walking day, into the house. She was just watching a show and I just see her eyes are like bloodshot red. And I'm like, what's going on in here? She's like, I'm crying. It's this just moment so beautiful. Happened, and I'm like, it's 3 p.m. Like, no one cries at 3 p.m. It's like a morning, nighttime thing. You know, you know for a fact, <laughs> when Zach met Bliss's mom, I was bawling the entire time. When uh, yeah. Bliss's magical, incredible mom, who I wish to be the mother to us all, was bringing him into the family, I was sobbing, mm. sobbing. It felt really good. So if I cry at any point during this episode, just prepare yourself, family, because I am on the, I'm on the brink. Even talking about it, I'm like, am I going to start crying you right let now? Everything, yeah, it's kind of like you the gates. Up. Like my thing was like a valve open and close. You yeah. just left the valve open, which is really what we're truly, you know, trying to achieve in our lives. And you've done it. You're in Nirvana. Thank you so much. I'm so, but it was, it's all the good tears. It was just yeah, such a good, good release. And like I said, so many like really impactful conversations with Katie and then Stefan. I was just like, oh my gosh. And also, by the way, definitely yep. ran into some Bachelor people mm. and wanted to say this. To all of the Batch Nation fam out there, ran into Brandon and Serene. There could not be a more lovely, sweet, kind, beautiful couple mm. ever. Like everything yeah. you see on the screen, that is the two of them. So I just wanted to shout them out. I met them and I was just like, I met them uh, briefly at Stefan's party, but we talked for a little bit this weekend. And yeah. I'm like, you two are incredible so shout out to them shout out anywho uh gotta take a quick pause but 
after that, I have been saving a story that I told you I wanted to tell you about something that did happen this week. <laughs> and it's taken everything for me not to share this with you because okay. the whole weekend was magical. Yeah. But then there was this one moment. Okay. And I got to tell you about okay. it. Okay. Right, I want but first, quick pause. Yes. Family, so one of our goals is to start traveling more with Ember. It's one of our goals. And before traveling, I'd really love to start working on learning different languages. So I am ready for Babbel. Thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's a fun and easy way to learn a new language. It's amazing. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. And their expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. It's the real deal. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash momdad. That's babbel.com slash momdad for up to 55% off your subscription. Description, Babel language for life. Okay, so let me tell you about what happened. Okay. So one of the nights we went to a party called Neon Carnival that's like, you know, mm -hmm. it's at nighttime, it's packed, the energy is high, tons of people there, right? And there were two moments that I had that were so unique during this fantastic experience. One of them, I'm just like walking around and this guy comes up to me, this younger guy, and he's like, hey, I'm a psychic and I just want to have a moment with you. I feel like I'm being drawn to you and I want to let you know a few things. Okay. This man delivered a message that like really touched my heart, talking about some parenting things, talking about where I'm going in life. Everything like really lined up and it was so encouraging. Mm -hmm. And that was like a magical moment. Right. So I'm like in this huge crowd and this man comes up to me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm having this really powerful moment. Well... I had another moment where I was grabbing some food sitting down and, you know, because it's so crowded, you end up sitting with numerous people sure. and there's this guy sitting across from me who's an older man and we just start talking and asking, you know, what do you do? What's going on with your life? Da, da, da. But you were talking to a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? That we talked about this. <laughs> already, already not off to a good, good start well, here. Just wait. So okay. <laughs> he, he then lets me know that he is this like world famous life coach, psychic energy reader. And in our conversation, he'd asked me like about myself and I just kind of told him briefly what I did and that I'm married. I have a kid. And he then says, stop. I need to just say something to you right now. He's like, I normally, you know, I charge for these moments, but I need to, I need to say something to you. I just need you to feel and know that yes, it's true. Your marriage, it's not it. <laughs> Are you serious? So is what he said. He said, your marriage, I know you're wanting and you're lacking and I'm just confirming that your marriage, it's not it. And I, I immediately... And he uh, goes, I would love to have you back to my place. <laughs> and I go, oh, 
no, no, no. I'm like, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot in my life that is challenging and that I struggle with. But the one thing that feels really, really solid in my life is my marriage and my relationship with my husband. I'm like, yeah. he's like, he, that, that's my guy. I'm like, that's my steady forever. And he's like, well, number one, you're like his mom. And number two, you feel that way. This guy's the <laughs> worst energy reader of all time. He's like, he's like number listen, one. Listen, listen, like I can it. understand how you could, with any marriage, say like, it's not it, right? And like, like this guy's so fucking bad at his job. It's insane. He's literally lying. Because like, <laughs> he's the worst. I mean, don't hire them. Whoever this guy is, don't hire him. Because he, my thing is this. Apparently you, he's very expensive. Sure, of course, according to himself. Uh, but here's the thing. You could walk up to anyone, right? You could say your marriage marriage is a struggle. And and I would probably say you're 50%, maybe more, right? Sure. Because like there's people also are struggles in all marriages. Struggles. Everyone has a struggle in their marriage. And a lot of people are unhappy out there. And so like that's not a that's not a crazy thing to say to someone, no. right? Especially if you're trying to shock. Like he's clearly trying to shock you. You know, he's trying to say some crazy shit, you know. But to, but to <laughs> then dive down deeper... And take a swing at your my mother. Guys, here's something you got to know about our marriage. I was Jess like, <laughs> is many things to me. She is my best friend. She is my life partner. She is my my person who I talk to the most. She is my she's absolutely brings light to my life. Mother but is mother. I, know, I looked at him and I'm like, listen, sir, uh, if anything, I should probably work on my nurturing skills. <laughs> well, no, like, you could call not. me a mother a little bit. Like, like, if you walked up to me and said, hey, you're being their mother. I'd be like, I could see that yeah, angle like, if more. If the mother in the relationship, yeah. it's going to be Evan. <laughs> it's like but then the he goes, mother but he, goes, he goes, number one, you're like his mother. And number two, you, uh, you might think that he's your person forever but he does not feel that way and he wants to get out this guy was trying to sleep with you don't get it twisted it's the clearest form if he was trying to sleep with you and i was literally like i i and then i started to get defensive yeah because you're Cause like it, what the at hell first, bro? i was like i was like okay i'm just gonna let this happen whatever and when he said that at first i'm like no i mean clearly this guy's really off but like it is what it is and then i'm i'm sitting at this table in the middle of this like beautiful moment that i'm having defending my marriage and i'm like listen I really don't think my husband's trying to get out. And I'm trying to defend myself. I'm like, he's the type of person who, if he didn't want to be here, he wouldn't be here. Did it. And I'm going off and he's just like, oh, because this whole thing was like, where's your husband kind of thing? No, not at all. Oh, no, not at all. Oh. He was just doing this whole rant about, you know, if it doesn't happen now, it's going to happen later. It's going to be really, really bad. You know, he's holding back from you. Jesus. And, Imagine, <laughs> literally, like, and it was like a 20 minute conversation of him just like telling me why we're not supposed to be together. And it was wild. This is pretty amazing um, for, <laughs> for so many reasons. But my my main also reason is like you're at a festival having a great time. I'm having a great time. Imagine walking up to me and being like. Sorry, let me re-say that. <laughs> Imagine walking up to someone and being like, hey, and you're just like, tonight's the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I was doing. Lives. And you're just like, I was your mom's going to die in four days. It's just like, what? It's <laughs> like, what just I needed to tell you, most people pay for this. Your mom's dead. And you're like, what? Like, that's yes. basically what he's trying to do. Yes, a thousand percent. And I was. And you can sleep in my bed <laughs> if you're a little scared of just life right now. Like, that's basically what he was trying to do. He was trying to get you to go. No, that's not the case. I don't feel that way. I'm telling you right now, I am 
an energy reader and I will tell you right now, it's true. And you're his mother. Well, I, I can be kind of his mother. You're kind of right. Yeah. Oh, listen, and you need to stand up for yourself and really get a true man. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. I just don't know where to find him. I do right here. <laughs> Like, that is what he was. I mean, who knows if the guy even was an energy reader. He might have just had a golden fedora, and that was his move to get oh another makeout. <laughs> maybe this guy was in the makeout game. Maybe. And he was like, I'm trying to get 10 makeouts tonight. I have an idea. Maybe, maybe. But I was sitting there, and I was just then, get like I said, I was getting so defensive. And anytime he'd say something, I'd bat it back with, like, the truth. And with, like, knowledge. Like, no, sir, this is not the case because X, Y, and Z. And then he would just look at me and go, no. No. I know no. what's going on. And he was shaking on. his head at me and he goes, no. And all of a sudden he starts no. floating. He's just like. <laughs> I mean, then I would have taken him seriously. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then I would be like, shit, maybe I'm going like, to go back and shit, end this, this relationship. But think if I would have been like in a susceptible place. I just come home from this, yeah, from like, this we party. We had a huge fight and we we're like yeah, yeah. not talking And I come home from this party and I'm like, well, I knew it. Time hmm. to end. And he made some comment at one point where he's like. And you walk in and I go, Google Gaga. <laughs> Mommy, you're like my mommy. Where have you been? And then, and then at one point he said too, he was like, he was like, do you want to do what's best for your kid? And then I go, sir, do not bring my child into yeah, this. Do not bring what my a child. Piece of shit I'm like, he, this and, and he's is. just like, I just don't think that. He, and I'm like, this is an amazing dad. I was getting so heated. The first thing you should have said when he goes, you know, your marriage is not going to look. You go look at me, and go, sir, I don't want to sleep with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know what this whole thing is, but I don't want to sleep with you. I'm not interested at all. And so, he would have been like, well played, understood. You know. <laughs> I mean, I just like how we go, that was, that's amazing. It I was, was not expecting no, this. No, it was pretty legendary. It was a terrible moment, but it also was a very epic moment that I like walked away and I'm like, what in God's name kind just of a good happened? Story, it know? was a great story. Wow. But I never got his like full name. Just the downer, the downer party guy. He walks around giving people devastating news about their personal I never got his full name because I wanted them to look him up yeah. afterwards and be like, is this guy really a big time life coach? Um, first of all, I'm like, life coach? I'm like, sir, you are making me depressed and angry. Yeah. And he was like, it's part of the process, baby. It's part of the process. He's like, you got to have those hard, rough times. Baby? No. Oh, thank <laughs> He's God. Like, He's like, you got to have those hard, <laughs> rough, real <Sweetheart>. conversations. <laughs> <laughs> He's just this old Italian gangster. He's just like, the problem is... Fucking marriage the is in the is, toilet. The problem is he doesn't love you. Doesn't love you. Your mommy told him. That would, I don't know why that would just be insane. <laughs> So yeah. Um, wow. That was my story. What a you know, what a great guy. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, fantastic. I was like, are you reading off of me that I've been watching a ton of Love is Blind? Maybe that's what he was reading. I've just oh. been watching all these relationships just so bombing. So he's seeing those seeing relationships. A mess, but it doesn't realize it's not yours. And he's like, all she's thinking about right now is love is blind. So that's all he's getting off of me. Mm. I don't know. You know what you should, yeah, you, it would have been interesting if you in the moment, like, saw that he was trying to hook up with you and said, like, yeah, I mean, I kind of am, like, on the edge and I don't know what to do. Who do you think I should be looking for? And he starts describing himself. If I could go back and rehab this conversation, if I would have been mentally prepared, I would have had such better answers. But I was like, yeah, you were pissed. I was, I was pissed, but I was also bewildered. Right. I was also so confused and it was also so loud. So I kept having to be like, wait, what did you say? And having him, right. like, repeat everything. So somewhat like and it's funny, too, because you just had the psychic walk up to you and say something. And it was, that like, was like dead on. So then like this guy tries to he was like watching you and was like, oh, man, she seemed to respond really well to that. Let me hit her with some stuff. <laughs> hit her with a one two punch to destroy her See life. I can get another marriage. In. <laughs> God, <laughs> your so marriage is that. in shambles. And I love to of all the things he could have said. I know. 
he goes, you're my mother. I love it too. Cause he goes, and he wants out that what a swing. I will say that major he took, swing. He took a big swing, big swing, he took a big swing. Cause other psychic, he, he took some swings too. And he was right. Right. But th- that was, he wasn't going for negative swings. The other psychic was bringing me only joy on this joyful night where everyone was celebrating and loving yeah. on each other. And this psychic just took a swing that was, uh, was rough. Can I give you guys some advice? If you're a fake energy healer <laughs> or fake energy reader and yeah, you're going life, and you're life trying coach to psychic, uh, uh, energy reader, which just goes to show you sometimes there are frauds out there. You know what I mean? Yes. And, Beware. And let me Beware. tell you this too. Anytime someone says, I normally charge a lot, but I'll do this for you. They're full of shit. Okay. <laughs> cause, cause anyone who actually makes a lot of money, and they decide to give you something. They're not going to let you remind you how much they could charge oh, no, he, for it. He kept just reminding be like, me oh, how much. Help you out. Like he kept reminding me how much he costs. It's like if you have a lawyer friend, and you're like, "Hey, buddy, can you just look look at this paper for me?" They're going to be like, "Dude, I can't. I busy." Or yeah, let me look at it. They're not going to be like, "By the way, I normally would charge <laughs> a ton for this, but give it to me." You know, like that's the worst person ever. Lee um, had a great idea when I was briefly telling him earlier about mm-hmm. it. He was like, "Because again, this man told me how much he charges, and it's right. so much." And Lee was like, maybe this is what he does is he ruins people's lives and then they come back to him and they're like, I need you to fix oh. this. And then you end up paying a fortune. So maybe that's smart. Maybe. I mean, technically, you that like I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching a show where a therapist like used inside information to like make a business move. Like I had therapy with this person, then used the oh information. Right. It was like a but it was like, it was it was like a fake show. It's oh, like okay. a, it's like a like, whatever oh written show. But anyway. I was thinking about the fact that like, yeah, when you do think about it, like as a therapist or anybody in that type of role, you really could like craft someone, like break them down and then recraft them in a way that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about. So this guy clearly does it. Uh, No, but But also he's not a therapist. Sure. I mean, he's- Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's full of shit. But my advice out there to any of you golden- um, golden fedora guys who want to do a makeout thing don't like just go easy walk up to someone and be like i know this is going to be your year yeah, yeah, yeah. i only see success for you yeah you're blossoming you're blooming oh my god like, this i is can tell be the- from a mile away that you are on the precipice of a great you know a breakthrough, breakthrough. like but don't walk up to someone and be like your parents never loved you just thought you should know that. I, I normally charge a lot for this. No, that was 100% what he did. Wow. Gosh. So that was my story. I did not get a make out that night. No, he absolutely <laughs> did not. He did not. He got an angry Jess, which doesn't come out very often no. when you don't know me. That's for sure, That's too. True. But he got an angry Jess. So wow. Wow. That, was, that was my time. I appreciate that story. <laughs> that was actually a legendary story. And also shout out to all the OG broads and members of the family who came up to me over those few days that I was out and asked to see my feet. Oh. <laughs> I got a handful of people who came up to me and they were like, can I see the toes? Can I see the out? feet? No, no. I, I was booted up with oh, like so two layers of socks. Feet. I was like, I'm sorry. I've got like two layers of socks. Like, I'm, booted. I'm, 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 I'm shamed. I was like, this is, this is where feet. I'm like, let's have a conversation about all the things that we've talked about Did on the podcast. Did you ever show the feet? No, I never showed the feet. Wow. Not a single foot day. No. Now are you in your head about it or it just happened? No, that, it's that... dusty. Okay. Got it. Got no, it, no. Got it. I'm not having, I'm not having the, uh, the toesies out sure, with sure. all that dust. Got it. Hell no. Okay. I just wasn't sure if it was But I appreciate the people wanting to view them. I do appreciate that because someone could argue that like you covered your feet up so that wiki 
So no one could snap a wiki foot and put it up and give you a bad rating. Someone could argue that. Someone could argue that. Yeah, it's true. Okay. It's true. That might be part of my ultimate plan. Got it. But okay. no, I was booted up the entire time. <laughs> Three <laughs> levels of socks in the desert. For I don't know why. I just, you know, just dust. <laughs> foot shaming, dude. This has gotten out of hand. I mean, we our marriage is in shambles because of it. This guy knew. He's like, he looks at you and he goes, your husband wants out. It's the feet. <laughs> That's when you'd if be you like, holy that, shit. If you would have said that, I'd be like, I need to reconsider everything that I've ever thought about our marriage ever. If, if it was that specific, a, then I would have been like, all right. about the feet. I'm taking like, note right now. Oh my God. <laughs> then I would have listened. <laughs> then I would have listened. And he was, then he goes, ding. <laughs> Golden fedora. Um, wow. Okay. Well. That's so, a good story. I didn't. I didn't expect that, babe. So that's my tale that I've been holding, withholding from you for the past few days. Appreciate it. Thanks you for know, saving it. Just thinking about it. Just the past about few him. days. Yeah. Just being like, wow. You know what? Like, I didn't like the way that he responded to me uh, when I got home. Bit of a that. brain worm, that guy. And now I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah, he snuck in there. He, he snuck got in into there. your cranial. He's just digging deep. He's digging deep uh, in your head. I don't want to be your mom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anywho, uh, should we get into yes. Love is Blind? Because we we're... Watch you, you know, normally we string you along for a lot longer, but we're getting right I mean, it's already, it. you know, it's Yeah, but it's normally it's a lot, a lot worse. <laughs> so you think it was 40 minutes? Yeah, all right. So Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we like to talk. Mm. Um, so we are going to go over episodes seven through nine, yes. Love is Blind, today. And by the way, I just wanted to say this. Um, spoiler free over here. Did see, though, that the live reunion aired and was a nightmare apparently yeah, a bunch of like technical problems apparently like th- it didn't air or was taking hours to come up when everyone was waiting for it, it like would drop off so and... i don't know actually what the the live reunion that they ended up putting out was because i didn't want to get into it and spoil anything yeah. for myself but um so yes the reunion is out all the news is out so yes indeed we are quite behind we are quite behind <laughs> but listen man we're doing our thing we're having fun and and i know that most of you probably have watched more ahead of us but we're here to talk about yeah. it, have fun. You know? So I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, you guys, you're so behind. Why are we doing this? But here's the truth of the matter. And so sorry for anyone who's frustrated. You know how much we talk. I mean, my God, it's already like half an hour in. Yeah. You know how much we talk. We're like, we have to take our time with each of these episodes. I really wanted to soak it up. Okay. And make our way through. Um, but schedule for yeah. the next few weeks, just as a heads up for everyone. So next week, we're going to be going o- then over episodes 10 through 12, the finale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, we're going to be going over the reunion and then like all the tea and interviews and yes. everything that's happened since yes. currently updating ourselves. So um, that's what the next two weeks are going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have a Friday episode next week, mm-hmm. which Thank you all so much. We got so many messages from our Get to Know Us I know. Uh, episode. Awesome. So if you are over listening to old Love is Blind recaps, you can check out that Friday episode. Or every and then other another week. one. Yeah. 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 So um let's just get into this. Yes. Okay, before we officially dive in though, we have to take yes. a quick pause. Quick pause. Uh family, listen, spring is here, which means a lot of us are out and about, busy and frolicking. So we need those delicious nutritious meals to energize us. Say hello to Factor. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time 
eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. And this food is delicious. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, are you too busy to cook this spring? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather. And did we mention how unbelievably delicious Factor meals are? Yes, they are so good. With 34-plus chef-prepared uh, weekly options, there's always some new to try and they have a wide variety of lifestyle options from vegan to protein plus and more uh, plus you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons including breakfast items like egg bites smoothies and more the egg bites are so good we've been using factor a lot lately to cut down on money we were spending on takeout and i couldn't recommend it more and not only is factor cheaper than takeout but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery ready in just two minutes oh i love it Love it. Head to factormeals.com slash momdad50 uh, and use code momdad50 to get 50% off your first box. That's momdad50 at factormeals.com slash momdad50 to get 50% off your first box. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we love our furry family members, but if you have a pet, you know, sometimes a smell can come along with them. And if you have a cat, you are likely often battling getting rid of that litter smell okay you can scrub dust wash shampoo but you might not be able to get rid of that litter smell that can all change when you switch to pretty litter nothing beats pretty litter's ability to instantly trap odor it's ultra absorbent it's lightweight low dust and one six pound bag works for up to a month without clumping and something to really bring you peace of mind. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in your cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and more. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You don't have to run out. You won't have a huge kitty litter bag taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug that huge tub from a store to your car into your house. I have seen firsthand my family members who have cats switch to Pretty Litter and how much they love it because of all of the above, the odor control, the crystals, low dust, small bag, all of the benefits, they will never go back. Make the switch today. Go to prettylitter.com slash momdad and use code momdad to save 20% off on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash momdad, code momdad to save 20% off your first order. Prettylitter.com slash momdad, code momdad. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so let's get into this episode seven through nine. Let's go through each of the couples separately, yes. like covering all three episodes and kind of the main storylines that are going on couple by couple yeah. throughout the three episodes. And then we can get into Chelsea's birthday party. And then, Love of it. course, the very end of episode nine. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's start with Kwame and Chelsea, because okay. that's how episode six ended, that Chelsea was extremely nervous to have Kwame meet her dad. Um, and beforehand, we had learned she's like, I'm so nervous. He doesn't know everything about this show. I'm nervous about what his reaction is yeah. going to be like. So what I'm expecting, what I'm expecting is very much a bachelor dad of yore that we've seen that, you know, comes and it's like, you tell me why. I should give you permission yes. to marry my daughter. After you didn't even choose her first. Yeah. <clears throat> right. How many other women are there yeah. that you're talking to? That She's was, my daughter. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe uh, that I thought. Intimidating. She was so nervous. So nervous. And I was like, okay, he's going to be tough. He's going to he, come out swinging. This man, he comes out in a snow sweater. Yeah. Okay. With a little kegel cap on. It's, it's like. 
with summer the, and this. he's like in a sweater like you know what i mean he's like the nicest guy ever with the most precious <clears throat> voice he sounded almost kind of like winnie the pooh to me he was yeah. like hello oh bother kwame and chelsea and i'm like this is the dad that you're nervous about yeah and he was just like the whole time she was just like he well, no, he was just like, I approve of this and you have my blessing and I'm so happy for you guys. Like the least confrontational, least condescending, least prove to me that you should have my daughter thing ever. The second that she's like, and we're engaged, he was just like, I'm so happy for you and yeah. just embraces them both. And just then for the rest of the dinner, just quietly eats the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who, whose father are you talking about? Yeah, and this is kind of when, in my opinion, you truly see Kwame's, like, the the struggle becoming very real, in my opinion, because he wasn't engaging almost at all. Like, she would talk to her dad, and he'd just go, yeah, totally, yeah. And then I think he had a strategy the whole time, which was just to eat the entire time so they're talking next like he's in the middle they're talking and he just keeps eating and then Kwame be, was yeah Kwame, he'd keep, <laughs> I like zone in on this he would be eating the whole time and then they'd cut and the plate was almost gone they cut again and they need a full plate of food again <laughs> so he was like I think his strategy was just keep going for seconds and thirds and fourth and if I'm eating I don't have to talk because like the amount of times like they're talking and talking and he just goes mm-hmm yeah yep Oh, I'm glad. Yep. Glad to hear. <laughs> and then he's just back to eating, back to eating, back to eating. Like he couldn't wait for this conversation to be over with. He was just like, when can this thing, another plate for me? You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> he, he just like, you could just see he was like, there was a lot. It was the beginning of a lot going on in his mind. As we see later on in the episode, like yeah. so much going on, you could just see everything was starting to hit. So personally, that's, okay, that's what, so I felt. what I felt that was very interesting this episode, and this might be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. And I might be very, very wrong. But I was getting at that dinner where I was like, oh, he's feeling more comfortable. Like, okay. yeah, he was quiet because Chelsea was talking with her dad the whole time. But it was like there were moments throughout this episode where I felt like is he down for this? And it's just happening too fast. Right. I don't know. Maybe mm. maybe it was hitting me weird, but there were certain now there were certain moments where I was like, this is not yeah. working for Kwame. Yes. But there were also moments where I was like, okay, like when they went to his apartment at first yeah. and she received certain things pretty well, that yeah. he seemed happy and more giggly. But then when they were talking about the whole Portland, Seattle situation, then he looked like he was like, I don't know. It was very much an energy that I was getting from him was this is happening way too fast. Mm. Which okay. at, which last <clears throat> few episodes, I was like, I think he hates her. Like, I was like, right. I think he hates her. Especially yeah. right before dad came and he was just like, shut down. Yes. Now I'm a little bit like, maybe this is just all going too quick for him. Mm -hmm. Or Chelsea is just coming on real strong. I don't know. Well, it's first of all, I love when they go to the apartment. Oh my god, I was because obsessed. in her apartment, it's like everything's pink and perfect and clean, and she's kind of like, "Well, you're going to be doing dishes, right, and doing them regularly, right, and making sure that it's clean, right." And they go to his apartment, and they the first shot is a dead plant, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to his couch. They scan the the, the apartment, <laughs> and it's a nice apartment. It's a nice apartment, and there's but there's like clothes on the ground everywhere stuff strewn about the table has random bottle caps and bottles yeah. and like a toothbrush on it i mean it's yeah. 
I mean, here's and then and then also that he has like the master baiting uh, station. <laughs> So like masturbation it's, it's, station. It's straight up. Like if you ever watch, it's always sun in Philadelphia. There's like a, there's like one of those in like the room. I feel like they have like a masturbation station. He has a masturbation station. Like he literally, she goes, "Oh my god!" And like he's sitting on the couch, and there's a <laughs> bottle of lotion on on the uh, the uh, table, and next to it is a cloth. <laughs> I mean, it is literally like, and she goes, oh, wow, she's like, good for you, you know, like, and he didn't deny it. He didn't say, no, 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 no that's, that's. But then that's, she opened uh, the drawer, too, yeah, and, and it was, like, filled and with lube, like lube and, and all that. So it's like, there's not even. we appreciate that he has lube there. Yeah. yeah, and she even said, like, oh, my God, we're such the same person. We have the same lube. It's like reaching, <laughs> reaching. When that makes you the same person is because you guys have the same type of lube. It's like maybe you both went to CVS and saw one and grabbed it. Like, that means you could, you know, you're reaching when you're, yeah, like, you're like, oh, my God. Two reachable things. One was when you guys had the same lube makes you the same person. The other was when she goes, and he was so sweet. While she's looking at like filth everywhere, she looks and goes, you know, he is amazing. He folded uh, my underwear and put it away at my house. I mean, (laughs) if you can get that, it's once in a lifetime. You know, he is incredible. And I'm going like, y'all are reaching now. Like y'all, you're panicking at the fact that like he's messy. And that stresses you out. Yeah. And obviously he's panicking for many reasons. But something that I felt was kind of interesting was it was kind of a tell to me. Now, I don't want to like, you know, assume, but a tell to me was that he didn't think to tidy up his place before they got there. No, no. But listen, here's here's the thing. Okay. Moment. You heard him say I was packing and I left in a rush. I believe I heard that when they show up to the different apartments, it's the way you left it. So there was, uh, I believe it was uh, season one where Jessica went to Mark's apartment and it was just a disaster. And it was also just like frat boy central with his roommates and everything. And she was like so neat and type A and she was losing her mind. It was like, what is going on? Um, And there was another one where I think it was either Amber's apartment season one, but it was something where it was or, or yeah, or uh, Barnett's, but it was a disaster. And I think you leave and then they bring the film crew in as it is. Right. So if you walk into someone's apartment on the show and it's like dimed and tidy, it was like, oh, they did that before they left. Now, if you've gone on the show before, or you, excuse me, if you're going on the show and you've seen the show before, you make sure your apartment is perfect before you leave right. because you know they're probably going to bring cameras in and then they're going to shame you if it's a mess. If you brought a camera crew into my place on a random day after I was packing, mountains of <laughs> Imagine they bring a camera crew <laughs> the into room. the room. Dude. Here's oh my God, I that- never even thought about the fact if I went on the show and then they exposed oh. my the room, it would be all it would be every meme. It would be all over everything, and everyone would be talking about the room, and I'd be getting shamed. Be my face, so I'd, yeah, I'd be getting all the memes of me drowning under the piles of clothes. People hiking the piles of clothes. But the I room's think, gotten a little yeah, bad again. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to work on it, but here we are. But I even kind of think to myself a little bit, like if I was in Kwame's position, and I go, "Oh my God, I know my apartment's messy, and I know this woman I'm dating is like obsessed with cleanliness." I'd call someone to be like, can you go clean my apartment? Because I care about a, a, a good first impression. He didn't even think that way, which hits me as like he doesn't. It's not like in his front to like make sure that like, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't like feel the need to impress her. He doesn't need to feel the need to feel impressed. 
my whole thing with, yeah, is just, this is another example to me where it's like for many reasons, but just more specifically in the apartment, they are at different places in their life. Yeah. So like they may, they might like each other. Yeah. But he might like her. I think he does. I think he likes her. They're in different places. Cause he even said, yeah, it's time to kind of get ready to move to Seattle with her. I got to get my Xbox and kind of really move in. And I'm going, if your first thought is I got to get my Xbox <laughs> and that sick. No, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong oh, with the game. What about Zelda? Now, if, you, if you were going to move across the, you move a few states for me, you'd be. If I was dating another woman, I would leave you and my child behind and grab my, and grab my, <laughs> my Nintendo switch. There's no question about it. I'm just saying, uh, in general, if someone looks at their Xbox as a foundational piece of furniture that yeah. needs to move with me, that signals to me I'm moving to a new place. Yeah. She's putting pressure on him to have kids. He wants to know where when his Xbox is coming. Yeah. He is like, I, I play soccer five times a week. I'm free, fun, living my fun bachelor life. And I want to date someone that adds to that a little bit. And we have our fun lifestyle. He's like, he's saying, I want to travel. I want to do this. She's going the opposite direction. And so my thing is, he might like her, but the issue is, if someone is so like diametrically opposed to your vision of your life, yeah. you'll start to not like someone. Of course. That's like you develop the ick. Of course, of if course. If someone's like, everything you like, I don't want to be a part of, and of everything course. you're a part of, I don't want to like, you know? I'm starting to develop a theory. <laughs> very wrong but i'm developing a theory that the reason that he's so drawn to micah is and you mentioned this last episode where they're kind of more on the same wavelength in life like it's like hey she even said it when she met up with her parents where it's like not ready for kids yet want to travel the world for the next couple years and enjoy my partner in life and i think because that's where Micah stands, that that's what his draw to Micah is, is like, oh, she wants to have a good time. So here's this person yes. who wants to have a good time and, you know, travel for the next couple of years and whatever. But then when he's talking to Chelsea and they're like, hey, you're moving obviously to Seattle because you have a remote job and I don't have a remote job, which, by the way, I thought one of the foundations of Love is Blind is that everyone needs to be living in the same city. So that's very confusing to me because in past seasons, everyone lives in the same city. And that's what makes it a little easier because it's right. like, OK, we're all coming back and we all live. There's within not that like, excuse of, well, we right, live. In we all live places. within the same hour of each other. We're not living in like two different states, even though, you know, it's three hours, I think, Portland and Seattle, he said. But. That was confusing to me. So basically, just like the oppo the two opposing things, like you're saying, it's so different. And then also, I mean, I will say to Kwame's, like to, to side with Kwame on this, I do think that it is when he was talking about how his whole life is in Portland. He has all his friends there. He's got a soccer league. Like, yes, granted, his job is remote, but everything is there. That is a big life change to make in a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? If so I, if I was single right now and I met someone who's from Chicago, they're amazing. And I want to be with them. Like actually. <laughs> and they said, you got to move to Chicago though. I, I, I mean, it would have to be just, it would sweep have you to off be your feet. one in a billion connection yeah. for me to say, I'm going to uproot everything and everyone I know to move to a city. I don't know anyone. I, I literally would have to like, so the fact that he's even going along with this, to, to be honest with you, is like, 
already like pretty wild because a lot of like when you look at the bachelor for instance a lot of them you know they're in two different states mm-hmm. and that's often i think probably what tears people apart yes. but for months they're living in separate states like secretly dating long distance and then you see a lot of people who just continue to date long distance for a while this is like at the end of the show you're getting married yeah. so we have to make the call like asap and then there was a moment where they were uh Washing Rocky, who, by the way, Rocky. Love Rocky. Star, also, star of the show. Also, they, <laughs> star of the show. Also, obsessed with Rocky. Also, kind of weird <laughs> because they're at like a dog washing place. Yeah. Where you wash your own dog. Have you never seen these? I'm going, what is this racket? <laughs> You're paying to wash your own dog? I mean, what? By Maybe the way, we have. The tub. We have. A little area with a shower head and soap and we're going to charge you for it like yeah it's called a bathtub at your own house <laughs> or a little or ro- a shower Rocky. or a sink Rocky or could fit in the sink anything why would you pay for this because Chelsea is going to pay like, top dollar for that but, precious for, Rocky for what? like what's the water like what's the difference I'm sitting there they're in bibs washing a dog and I'm going like you guys are at a facility to work I'm like you know there's you can pay that people if you're gonna pay there's people who do this yeah <laughs> it was so bizarre to me unless it's i was just i mean i guess it's like a car washing place where you wash your own car but again that's like five dollars versus like fifty dollars yeah and a lot of people like you know they don't have hoses at their house or whatever that's more like understandable. you're in the city it's a yeah, car yeah. Yeah. a dog that's like going to a place to shower yourself <laughs> And not at the gym. Just like, oh, I go to a shower center and I just shower there and I go back home. And like, I have a shower at my house. Yeah, and I have a shower at my house. Yeah. It's like, what? Anyway, that was just very confusing to me. I'd never seen that. I had no idea. I was like, what is going on with this place? <laughs> like, you ready? Like, packing the dog up, putting him in the car, driving down there and be like, Shh, and then going back home. So confusing. Anyway, but, a little but, moment there for me. But they were, they were washing Rocky and they were, you know, I can't figure out Kwame's thoughts on Rocky. I'm like, either he's obsessed with the fact that he's a dog dad now, or he hates it because he continues to bring up to everyone. He's like, well, I am a dog dad now and I have to walk this dog three times a day and I make sure that the dog's taken care of. Mm -hmm. And now we can't go places because we have the dog. Yeah. He's like, I'm already seeing the limitations with this damn dog already. I love you, Rocky. I love Rocky. It's not Rocky's fault. It's the fact that he's now, he's like, oh, now I'm at home. Now she calls me and says, did you feed Rocky? Did you get get his diabetes uh, medication? Or, or, he's got. or is he obsessed with being a dog dad? And so he's letting everybody know no. he's like, yep, I have this responsibility no. now as a dog dad. Because he even made a comment a while they were parent. washing a dog. He goes, yeah, and this dog's like very attached at the hip to Chelsea. <laughs> and I've never seen anyone this attached to a dog before, but it's great. You know, it's it's great. Like It's, it's literally that's how he talks. He goes, you know, it's, it's awesome. But they start uh, having a conversation where then he's like, hey, what's our life going to look like, yeah. though? Because I really want to travel. I want to spend, you know, maybe a few years in between now and baby to explore the world together and have freedom. And already we can't fully because you have the dog. And then she's like, listen, like if we have babies right away when they're really little, like they don't do anything. You just strap them to the front of you and go. And I'm like, Chelsea, I don't mean to rain on your parade. It's not how it works. You don't know what your kiddo is going to be like until your kiddo comes. And you also, you know, you get to feed your baby every two hours and nap them every two hours. And sure, there's a lot of people out there who travel with their kids, but you never know what what your kiddo's, you know, going to be like and how they're going to sleep and what they're going to need. And and then Kwame's like, what, are we going to go to Cabo and have that baby out in the sun? Like, no. And that was a moment where I was like, 
Kwame's speaking truth right now. And then, yeah. and then Chelsea starts talking about like, well, it's okay. Like, we'll we'll hire a nanny and I'll homeschool. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, this is, <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions of things that can happen to make to try to make both of your life plans to work. S- you never want to sell your significant other on kids. No. If you're trying to sell them. But it's also like, she, I feel like she was really trying to sell him on that both of their dream lives will work out in symbiosis, which Not it's like, happen. you know, maybe there's a chance that all of a sudden you're able to to hire a nanny or you have a kiddo who's just like comes out super like low key and you're able to travel with the baby. But you don't know. And there's a lot of assumptions being made. Yes. And I'm sweating watching it because I want Chelsea. I really do want Chelsea to find love. Yes. But at the same time, I have to tell you throughout these past three episodes, I was a little bit feeling, you know, I love Chelsea, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit feeling like Chelsea, you're not. Now you're not listening to Kwame. Yes. Now we've gotten to a point where you're not listening to what he's saying, because I feel like he was pretty direct in his communication this episode. And He's explaining the whole kid thing to him with how much Portland means to him. My personal view on it is this. She is like, she loves Kwame. Yes. But I think she loves the idea of being married and having kids. I want the picket fence with the husband and the kids. Like, I think that she's getting more obsessed with the life that she's looking for than like the person she's with. Yeah. Kwame is feeling that. And he's feeling like, wait, I met this person a month ago and now everything in my life is going to change. I thought I was just going to start dating someone and they were going to live in with my life. We were going to live a, a fun life together and they, it was just going to be additive. I didn't know I'd have to change everything yeah. to meet this person's dream. I think she's fading away from the Kwame thing. I, it's and, and she even said like, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do. She goes, well, OK, your feelings are con- consider them considered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's just she's on one right now. And you yeah. could tell that. She's trying to hit that finish line. And you could tell that when she feels panicky about the fact that he's retreating, she doesn't pull back. She goes even more. My my theory with them now, my new theory, which isn't that much different than my old theory, but my new theory now, I believe that he will 100% leave her at the altar. Okay. But I think that they're going to stay friends. Like, Got I it. don't think it's going to be like a a really brutal, tense relationship, yes. like where we're seeing them spilling tons of tea and drama about each other in the end. Yes. I think that they'll stay friends and she'll be like, I bet at the reunion she's going to be like, well, I'll always love Kwame. Yes. We'll always love each other and I'm right. always here for him. But I believe he yes. will 100% leave her at the altar yes. because it's just, it's just too much. Yes. It's just too much. And that moment where they were shopping, uh, I think in the final, the ninth episode. That was gnarly. Was, I was panicking at the highest level watching that. So we don't know what exactly went down, but they clearly have been having enough tension where he's like, when I ask her if she's okay in the morning, she snaps at me and I don't know what's going on. So we don't have like all the details to that, but clearly there's been tension that's happening. Now, I don't know if she was tense because like maybe the night before it was her birthday party and she saw Kwame talking to his ex Micah. And so maybe she's feeling a little freaked out, which understandable, understandable, but I that moment where then he's trying to talk to her and she's just staring at him. Got those hornball eyes with again. With the hunger in her eyes. And is just like, if I could just 
make this week go by and just do it today, I would. And he's like, okay, can we just... He's like, I don't know if I like you anymore. And you're looking at me deep in my soul and asking me to marry you now. And then she's like, eat this strawberry. He's trying to express and talk about an argument and why he's freaked out. And she's like, have a strawberry. He's like, no, I'm good. She's like, nah, and like shoves the strawberry in his mouth. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was so brutal. And she's standing there like... He saw the, her outfit and he's yeah. like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, 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 And she's like, could you just say I look beautiful? Yeah, and that was after multiple other incurrences. The tension, so it's just, is, the getting, tension is getting is high. And the she's tension... ignoring it. She won't engage no. with it. I mean, then she's forcing food down his face. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I guess I already had five of these. So I guess I'll have a sixth. You know what I mean? She's like, feed me now. And it's like, she's basically just controlling every aspect yeah. of their dynamic at this yeah. point. And he's he's in full retreat. And then they met her family and it felt that way too. Now, her family, like, fun. when Kwame said, it's basically like a hundred Chelsea. He goes, they're really loud, just like her. So should be good. <laughs> Nothing you ever want to hear. <laughs> Nothing you ever want to hear. Yeah, they're loud like her. So. Should be fun. But you know, like he's literally just like falling asleep in the chair. There was, and her family seemed lovely and they were very like fun and welcoming, just like yes. her. Like I said, I really do like Chelsea and it's her not family. It's an anti seemed, on either of them. Exactly. That's how I feel. Her, her family seemed wonderful, but there were a few moments where I'm like, okay, it's intimidating to walk in to a family situation, especially coming off of a call that we saw, a call that we saw with Kwame and his mom where we don't hear her because she doesn't want to be on camera or hurt on camera. I'm assuming that she's not happy and she doesn't want to come and meet because she's disappointed that he's doing this experiment and that he got engaged, which is really heavy. And we hear that he says, I have a really tight relationship with my, with my mom. Um, and now he's walking into this knowing if I marry her and my mom is probably not going to come. And what is that going to yeah. be like for our relationship? So now you're juggling that too. Like yeah. my forever relationship with my parent is it going to be damaged because of this? Yeah. So you're juggling that and then also feeling like, I don't feel like she's listening to, to me right now. Yeah. Um, and so then I think walking into a full meet and greet with the family is extremely overwhelming yeah. because this is in the back of your mind too. You're like, okay, I'm leaving my home and then I'm joining this family. My mom might not be down and they're all wonderful, but it's a lot. Yes. And there was a moment where... Uh, one of the family members was like, so are you moving to Seattle? And that was a moment where I was hoping Chelsea would not answer and would look at Kwame and see if he answered or Chelsea would say, yeah, we're, we're figuring that right. out and just kind of let it lie nope. so that they can work that out. And she was like, oh no, he knows now it's way better here than Portland and, and he's remote. And yeah. So what I'm <coughs> struggling with watching them because at first, you know, especially within the whole Micah thing with Kwame, I was just like, Kwame, you better just be honest with Chelsea and protect Chelsea's heart. But now I'm feeling a little bit torn between them because I'm a little bit like, Chelsea, you're not, I don't feel like you're hearing Kwame. No. You're not hearing him. Yeah, it's tough. <sighs> it's tough. Not looking good. Not looking great. Not looking not great. Not looking good. They want different things. You know, I think it's, yeah. I honestly don't think it's anyone's fault. I just think they want different things. And you don't want either of them to resent the other person because one forced them to have kids and live this like, like she even said like, oh, you're sacrificing for me. Which is a whole interest, other interesting you don't conversation. You start your relationship off compromising. Right. And that's <laughs> the thing. It's a little bit like, but in, but in relationships, it's necessary sure. to give and take and to compromise. But I think when you're going in 
and one person is like, just so you know, I'm compromising all these things. That's good. Resent he's going to be city. able to hang that over her head. It's starting resentful. And then it's also like, you weren't hearing me. Yes. And that I feel like is just going to be you a rough dynamic. You don't want that. So we'll see next week. We'll see we'll next week with see. them. Um, okay. Next we have Paul and Micah. Paul mm. and Micah. In the first moment we have with Paul and Micah is Micah meeting Paul's mom. Mm. Who is Micah's? identical twin that's so funny that woman birthed micah not micah's mom right, right, that right, woman right. gave birth to micah yes, not vice seriously. versa <laughs> like they had the up. same same vibe and like the mom she you know she was she was like what i liked about her she was so sweet and open and like happy for both of them and she wasn't you know judgmental of the Dude, thing she came in with the shades yeah she and came in she's like what's up and she was just like are we ordering her. rosé yeah. yes or yes yeah she was a party <laughs> she was a party um and then she said that you know she's a paralegal or whatever so or yeah. something like that so she was like digging into the past of micah and found out everything about her before meeting her she told micah that she had been with just her first name she knew everything about Micah, like her upbringing, <laughs> her mom having a daycare, their, them coming from a good Christian family. Yes. I believe well, she mentioned yes. she knew everything. Everything, and but she made there was two. There was a there was a thing that made me think about something, which was she goes, you know, and I have a big tribe at home. Yeah, and you know, like kind of we take care of ourselves here, blah blah blah, and we you know you're gonna join that tribe kind of vibe. Made me think this. She presented extremely open, sweet, fun mom in person which I think she is. But what I do think she is, is that once you get into that relationship, you're going to have to prove to mama that you are a part of the family. So everything about that first meeting was like, I'm chill. I'm no big deal. Everything's fine. Like you're do what you want. I accept you for who you are. Everything's fine, which I think is true. But also I think it's true is that once life starts, she's going to be like, all right, prove to me why you should have my son. Because uh-huh. she said, I'm a helicopter mom. He's my baby. She said like, that he's like baby Jesus. In he's a golden child, baby mm-hmm. Jesus. Refer so to him as baby Jesus. What you got to realize, <laughs> and then you call your family a tribe. That means like it's it's tight knit. Tight knit. Mm-hmm. So you got to prove that like you're worthy. So like it's I, all fun and games now, but I do see her being a bit of a gauntlet for Micah. I don't think, I don't think mama, mama Paul is going to be very happy when she hears Micah critiquing everything about Paul's wardrobe and apartment and all of that. And, uh, vocation. But I do have a theory that she is a CIA agent. I love that. That's my theory. She comes in with her shades and her hat and she sits down and she's like, I already know everything about you. She's like, were you guys followed? And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) what did you guys have a tail? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. Continue. What? She knew everything about her. She knows. She says she's a quote unquote paralegal. Maybe in the daytime. But Mama Paul at nighttime? Mama Paul is in leather head to foot fighting crime. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. Yes. Okay? Getting deep secrets. Yes. That's what Mama Paul is. I like Mama Paul. I like Mama Paul That's the kind of mom you want. Yeah. Because she's the one that shows up. And takes care of business. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But she's also the one that you got to be a little intimidated if you're dating that mom. Oh, sure. Like if you're dating someone who has that mom. But she was loving that her and Micah were the same. Mm-hmm. They just kept, she just kept saying, yeah. oh, my God, we're so similar. Yeah, we're the that's same. That's nice. That worked in her favor. It big definitely time. worked in Micah's favor that Micah rolled up and, and Mama Paul saw Micah and was like, oh, my son chose me. Yes. Good. Yes. As it should be. Yes. <laughs> As it should be in this yes, house. Yes. A hundred percent. Because I am the queen. 
because she is deeply the queen. And you know what? She deserves to be the queen. But they go to then later, they go to Paul's apartment. Yeah. I have to tell you this. A member of the family, you know how we were saying that it's Mushroom Paul? Mushroom Paul. He is Mushroom Paul, He's right? Paul. Someone sent me a photo from his Instagram that was just a photo of a mushroom. Whoa. We nailed it. Mushroom Paul. We mushroom nailed it. Mushroom Paul. And I got to tell you, when we went into Paul's apartment, didn't disappoint. Did not disappoint. I was like, this is Mushroom Paul's apartment. Now, I would have hoped for maybe more like psychedelic posters on the wall. But what I got was like true Mushroom Paul. Like, you know, everything he was saying, all the all the couches. Street couch. They're upcycled. It's a street couch. You upcycled. Know, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got uh, knives everywhere, yep. which at first Micah was like. A little scary. And understandably. Gun kill me. I, 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 yeah, gun, <laughs> gun cut me up. But like. I, and I understand that. If I saw knives everywhere, uh-huh. it's a little weird. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't feel super safe. But that's I also be feel for sure. like he's a knife guy. Like it makes sense. He's nature guy. He likes the knives. Mushroom he probably whittles. Paul whittles all day. Mushroom Paul goes out into nature and like you know takes like a very small sliver off of a plant as to not harm it, but also to like look at it under a microscope. So he's he's got to have a knife on him at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But everything about his apartment, it was just minimal. Wasn't as dirty as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. when he was talking about how Micah was like super clean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like it was minimal. It was tidy enough. He's someone that doesn't look at decoration as something that gives him life. He looks at de- decoration as like um, when, you know, how certain people eat food and they look at it as fuel. Yes. <laughs> he looks at decoration as like, well, I needed a couch to sit on. So now I got a couch and it was on the street. So what's better than a free couch? <laughs> You know what I mean? Where Micah's more like, no, I went to West Elm because it looks Correct. great in my apartment. Correct. And she's looking around being like, first of all, why are there two couches facing each other? <laughs> because And Paul says, for conversation. Right. Obviously for conversation. I don't have a TV. And I wouldn't, she goes, I wouldn't well, you, waste my time right. watching TV. I sit and I converse with my community and yes. my people. And, he, and she goes, there's two couches mismatching facing each other. Why did you do that? Because... You took this 10 foot room and made it one foot with two couches. So yeah. So like he, you know, he's just like functional guy and she's like, not that his apartment is purely for him to sleep in and maybe invite another scientist over late at night to discuss fungus. Yes. But other than that, he is outside. Yeah, you know and what then I mean? Also, he like, spends his, yeah. his time outdoors. And his desk was like in the corner, like disheveled. Like it was just like, that is the most uninspiring desk ever. But he's like, I get inspiration from the sun and the moon. Exactly. Yeah. I just go outside and I feel source. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, yeah. But she was not pleased. She was not vibing. To say the least. Um, She immediately was like, we're but, obviously not living here. She goes into his, uh, uh, into his closet and starts critiquing all of his fashion choices. Yeah. And she was like, I hate it. What's wrong with you? She yeah. sees that he keeps his most worn clothes on a pile uh, on, a, on, a, on a dresser next to the closet, which... I felt seen. I do similar things. Also very functional. Very functional. It's like keeping... It's easy access. It's like keeping uh, clothes in your car. Yes. That you kind of tossed back. But the, it's the day you clean your car that you needed that jacket. And that's that you why my that car shirt. is a that goddamn is, that mess. That is not why your car... And that is why car, my car is That is not mess. why... Now, last time I checked, I don't think you need old wrappers for anything. The life okay? coach was right. I don't think His marriage you need trash. <laughs> I think that's the difference. If you had two extra jackets, sure. But I don't think we need trash for All anything. All I'm saying to you is the last time I did a clean of my car, I ended up staying out late somewhere and I needed a jacket. And guess what? I didn't have in my car. A jacket. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll clean the car and we'll leave a jacket in there. <laughs> I don't think we need... I don't think we need bags 
from random places two Those years bags ago. Those have some of my makeup in it. <laughs> like, and you never know when I need to touch up. Like, <laughs> dude, she straight up is like a traveler. She's I like could live someone, out of my car. Yeah, you, you really could live out of your yeah, car. Yeah, I have everything I need there's in there. Food, and I don't know what you know what the problem there, with that is. Food, there's probably medication. There is. There's like anything you would need in there. Anything is in there. you need. <laughs> you need an ironing board with an iron? It's in there. Yeah, if, if I said Jess, you're out of the house, she'd be like, I could last six months. Yeah, in my no car. problem. <laughs> Absolutely no. I could last six months and I'd also I'd be crushing it. Yeah, too. You'd, you'd actually be like <laughs> better, live live better because like you, everything's within arm's reach. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, um but no, she was not pleased. No. And 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 also I want to say this, because she talked about his fashion choice later. One of the things I said about Mushroom Paul in the pods was I thought I think he's has great style. Right. I like his style. Right. I thought he it wore fits his personality. Yeah. He, he, I thought I liked his clothes. So I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is, but Micah wants to dress him a certain way. Yeah. And this is then when I'm starting to feel very much like this isn't going to work at all. Yeah. And I declared from the pods that I thought they were meant to be together, but now I'm taking it back because I think that they, I do think that they both really like each other, but mushroom Paul doesn't want to leave his oasis. And we find out that Micah is like, I have a place here and I also have a place in Scottsdale, which made everything make sense to me because she's not a Seattle girl she to me. She is such a Scottsdale, Arizona She is girl. like party animal Scottsdale, Dude, jump from bar to bar in the heat, could be more the blonde hair. She is so Scottsdale. And I'm like, this all makes sense. But she's like, we're getting rid of your place and we're going to go back and forth to mine. He's like, I don't want to go back and forth. Because she even said like, when I was talking to him about relocating, like I didn't know who he was anymore. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, uh... And I'm like, Mushroom Paul is standing firm in his soil. Okay, he is he's, not leaving. He's, he's not uprooting. <laughs> <laughs> he's knee-deep in his own soil. And also, he's a very, just like, matter-of-fact person. Yes. And so I could see him being very particular about the things he likes, the things he doesn't like. And I don't think the moving thing is like, he's just like, why would I do that? The only way that I think that this will for sure work is if Mama Paul convinces Mushroom Paul that this is the right call. And I don't think that's happening. I think it might because it sounded like Mama Paul is really liking Micah because Micah later was talking about how they've been texting about the wedding and all the details. But that means he's leaving Mama Paul. There ain't no way that's happening. Mama Paul's, that woman brings over lunch every day, does his laundry. Like, that's her vibe. She said she called herself a helicopter mom. But I'm just saying, she's the one that brings over. If she's a helicopter mom, she can convince Mushroom Paul to. Yeah, if Stay that's what he wants, yes. Because if that's, that's her twin wants. and she wants him to be with her Got twin. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I, I Now I understand. So it's like, a, it's like a, I want you to date me. Yeah, exactly. Kind of vibe. That's, that's what I'm I can't have getting. you myself. Yeah, you're now my, grown. Yeah. Now I want you to be with my with okay. my identical twin daughter. I get it. Um, then they meet her family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we dive into that, let's take a quick pause. Um, so family, I don't know if you can all relate, but when I grocery shop, I run into two issues. Number one, no grocery store has everything I want. So I have to bounce around to a few different locations. And number two, so many products can be so expensive and I want to go somewhere where I can save. Well, both problems solved with 
Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all my uh, grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. Uh, Evan now officially gets his Califia Farm oat milk oh, yeah. from Thrive Market delivered to the door. New oat milk fan. And as a Thrive Market member, I can save money on every single order. On average, I save over 30% each time. I think on my last order, I saved $40. It's amazing. What a deal. Amazing. On top of the massive savings uh, on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily uh, that gives you cash back on so many brands and they have a price match guarantee. Uh, also, they save us time with their over 70 filters on their website and app. Whether you're looking for uh, certified gluten-free snacks or non-toxic uh, cleaning essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a click of a button. Also, when you join Thrive Market, you are helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. And these gifts are very good, by the way. Um, go to thrivemarket.com slash momdad for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash momdad, thrivemarket.com slash momdad. So lately, I've been sharing with Evan that I've been feeling very inspired to get back into learning again. Mm. Okay, I miss it. I want to dive into some new passions, spark that learning passion once again. And I know exactly where I can get started. And that's with Masterclass. I love Masterclass. Mm -hmm. uh, it's accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV and offers classes uh, on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. Plus, members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, and more. I love that you can do it at your own pace. It's amazing. Yeah. And by the way, we are talking cinema quality classes that give you unparalleled access to renowned instructors. Like it's truly mind blowing that this is available. You can learn about fashion design from Marc Jacob. Okay. Improve your cooking skills with Wolfgang Puck or learn about acting from Helen Mirren. Okay. Um, I just started the powers of storytelling class with LeVar Burton. And so far it has been absolutely fantastic. I'm loving it. I genuinely cannot recommend masterclass enough. I think it's the coolest thing ever with over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors. The thing that you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I highly recommend y'all check it out. Get unlimited access to every class. And as a Your Mom and Dad listener, you can get 15% off an, an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash momdad now. That's masterclass.com slash momdad for 15% off masterclass. Okay, next we have Paul meeting Micah's parents, which Micah then lets us know that her parents really know nothing about anything that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing. And of course, her dad's name is Paul. Mm -hmm. They have some interesting crossover. Mm -hmm. And he almost kind of gave me Paul energy a little yeah. bit. Uh -huh. She's marrying her dad. He's marrying his mom. Yes. You know, <clears throat> what here we go. <laughs> what could be more perfect? Um, but that conversation was very interesting to me. Mainly because I felt like not only was, did she sit with her parents and then just go, hey, mom and dad, here's the deal. Um, this is what happened on the show. We're engaged. Do you want to come to the wedding? Bada bing, bada boom. We're done. Mom and dad are a little bit thrown off. They're like, uh, 
okay, you know, dad's like in an ITM is like, well, this guy could be a serial killer for all I know, but his name's Paul. So I guess we're good to go. <laughs> so yeah. they're a little bit shaken. My and like, favorite though is his mom goes, <laughs> but I'm a little nervous that her heart could be broken. He goes, I never thought about that. He's like, but he's like, but his name's Paul. What could go wrong? What could go wrong with a guy named Paul? <laughs> Paul Bunyan. Paul. The Apostle. The Apostle. <laughs> Paul Newman. Paul Newman. It's 10 out of 10 if you're a Paul. <laughs> he's like operating at the, the most surface level thing ever. He's like, oh, you're a Paul. We're good. See you at the wedding, bud. Hope you're not. Hope you're not a serial killer. <laughs> it's like. But, hence why Micah's like yeah uh, by the way guys just you're invited to the wedding yeah but that's what I'm saying okay so the surface level thing I felt like she was just giving them all the information and Paul there were a few mo- moments where Paul started going like yeah I know it's all a lot but the reasons why I love your daughter and then Micah maybe it was editing but Micah then was like kind of cutting him off and saying you know yeah you know what do you guys like him what do you think and so he was trying to get a little deeper and she was keeping it up top. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's just because that's her relationship with her parents. I mean, obviously, they didn't know she was going to be doing anything like this. So maybe. But that whole dynamic was very interesting. Yeah. Also, if I am ever single again, <laughs> like this life coach predicted, mm-hmm. and I meet someone's family and in front of the parents, my partner says, do you like her? I'll freak out. Right. Like, please talk about me after in whatever way you want to talk about talk shit give me high praise but please don't ask me and don't say this in front of my face for the love of god so strange so strange so how do you what do you think good or no yes thumbs up thumbs down oh all right i mean what what, what are you supposed to say with him sitting there are they going to be like no we don't really like him exactly like you don't even have it's just wild very strange it was a very interesting dynamic yeah um but then we meet Micah's friends. Whoa. Which is a big whoa. And as they say, sometimes you know someone by their friends. Now, listen, I think all of us out there have a, a wild card friend that we're yeah. like, nah, we don't take this person around often. You know, maybe don't invite them to be on national television because uh, they might be a little rough. Maybe not to be the ambassador of your personality. <laughs> but she clearly is her best friend. But that's her best friend. And it was her best friend's birthday. And you just, I, all I could think about was the difference the whole time I was watching this, because then we have Tiffany and Brett later and Tiffany meeting Brett's friends who were just like the most wonderful men sitting, closing their eyes, yeah. absorbing the story, yes. supporting, bringing words of wisdom. And then also like Tiffany's friends just were just empowering, empowering and in love, awesome. like absolutely in love with her. Just, you know, asking Brett all these questions, really caring. And then you have Micah's friends. That was one of the top most stressful things I've ever seen. So there's two friends, brunette and a blonde. Brunette is a little... Michaela is blonde. Shelby Shelby, is... Or no, sorry. Michaela is brunette. Shelby is blonde. Yes. Okay. So brunette is like, you know, a little more like, hey, tell me what you like about Micah. And, you know, what's your guys' story a little bit. A little more normal. A little more just kind of like fun party girl but at the same time just kind of like a little more supportive a little bit more interested in their dynamic she was like i like them yeah. you know or like, like him definitely kind of sassy but not anything out of the ordinary now old shelbs <laughs> shelby is a nightmare <laughs> like literally dude she walks in and immediately is just like pounding drinks and is just like 
what's your deal basically and then they start talking and she goes well how serious really are you you know so she's already just like so kind of vibey and negative he then starts to talk and micah apollo so he starts talking and he, and he goes, well here's the thing we originally he starts talking in kind of a systematic way that's kind of the way he is. He even talks about he's like, I'm very logical, very... Which which we had at first in, in the pods, we were like, we don't like the vibe, but I have right. to say in this situation, he wasn't... He, wasn't, he, was, he was just, just being he was respectful just being and straightforward. Yeah. So he's like talking about their story. Micah stops him and goes, guys, sorry, he talks like this. He's a scientist. <laughs> okay. And then her friend Shelby's like, yeah, I don't know if we like that. We're not used to that type of talk around here. Like, I literally felt like she was just like, listen... <laughs> I don't like science brain, okay? Right here, we're talking... Take a Patron, shot or shut right? the fuck up. Uh, we're talking, <laughs> you know, whis- you know, v- mule- vodka mules, okay? I don't know what you're talking about with all this, like, science stuff. We're talking Long stuff. Island. Mix it all together. Yeah, I just love how she's just like, I don't know if I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you mean science? Education? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, listen... It, like you can't make fun of someone because they're accomplished like that. It, you, it literally doesn't work that you can make fun of someone because they're smart and they worked hard and they have a cool job. And like it was just in the, so they're roasting him. Yeah. And then, the, and then he says, he's like, what is this? The roast of Paul? And yeah. I feel like he was handling he it very come well. Back and be like, sorry, I'm smart. Like he could have said something like that, but he didn't at first. Just and then slam. she kept going at him like, well, what are you going to do? Like, she's like, you better not say anything bitchy to me or I'm going to have something bitchy to say to you. Like she was just coming at him. And then, and then Micah says, oh, yeah, she's ended multiple relationships of mine because of her not approving. And that's when he came with the dagger goes yeah. like, well, I could care less what she thinks about me in front of them. And then she it was goes, a moment where I was and then like, Micah's Paul, like, that Paul, is not Paul, the right Paul. attitude. You should care what this insane person thinks about me. And then he's like, no, no, no I care about you. And obviously, I'm not trying to like ruffle any feathers here, but like I yeah, can care your, less your what she thinks about me. Your friend is raking me over the coals right now, In front and of I, you. I, I'm I don't I'm not gonna. And he then had a moment where he's like, I'm not gonna let it get to me. He's like, I yeah. do I do care. And then he, he kind of stepped yeah. back. He's like, I do care, but I'm not gonna let it get to me. Yes. Okay, like I'm not gonna let it get to me. And I was chanting his name at this point. But the whole dynamic, and then Paul or and Micah apologizing about her friends in front of their faces to Paul. Because he's then, smart. And then, uh, no, but saying like, okay, just just FYI, my friends can be like this mm-hmm. in front of their faces. And then also then saying in front of Paul's face to her friends, he's this way, don't worry about it. The whole energy was so uncomfortable. So brutal. And then, but then her friend Shelby would randomly throw out things like, yeah, I mean, if you really knew Micah, like that's that's a lot to date. Like you still wouldn't be here. So then she's slamming so there's, Micah. Yeah. The dynamic that I felt going on, maybe I'm misreading it. Mm. I was getting that Shelby also auditioned for Love is Blind and Micah got it and she didn't. Yes. And because there were those jabs thrown in at Micah and it was like, and then even later she was kind of like, yeah, like I like him. He seems like a nice guy. He's handsome, but like not for you. And then it became like, you deserve the world, which was kind of like a drunk, you know, spiral. Mm-hmm. So like, you deserve everything. You deserve the world. But I'm like, I'm getting the energy here that maybe you don't want Micah to be happy too. Like, I think yes. it's a little bit like we want to keep the three single Frenemies. ladies together. And there's a little frenemy situation going as on. As long as we're all single and happy, whatever it is, it's, I'm good. 
if someone oh wait now you're on tv you got the role yeah, yeah you yeah. got the guy the fact that she's ended multiple relationships <laughs> shows that like you're i don't like, like you having a guy if i don't have one all that stuff yeah she was jabbing micah here and there and then for me like the, what wrapped it all up in like the most just like wildly inappropriate thing was it's one thing to put the guy through the ringer it's it's another than to tell her like or to tell him like oh yeah if you knew how hard she was you wouldn't be with her which is like now she's jabbing both Mm -hmm. but then at the end of it to be like i don't then then at the end of it to be like i don't like him in itms too like itms when the two friends are sitting by the bar and they're just like let me tell you something they're (laughs) slurring like crazy well the michaela friend is like a shelby okay i don't like him no and she they go like this so what do you think about paul and the brunette goes oh nice guy and she goes and just thumbs down him. It was very Brutal. rough, and I loved how Paul handled it. Me too. I like absolutely he, he loved it. He immediately felt like I'm on enemy lines here, so I'm not even going to pander to this anymore. No, and I think too, you know, all I could think about was you're on TV, ladies. Like I get that it's your birthday, you're drinking, but like if you're on TV and you're being and you're treating someone like this. When the cameras are off, yikes! Oh my god! Yikes! That that that's a. Uh, I hope that that's. I hope that she's just someone who like. Maybe she's ramping it up for the camera. <laughs> or I hope that's if, if that's who she is, then she doesn't like pull it down for the camera. Like that's then at least at least we're seeing what she gets. But if she's playing it down at all, like y'all are in trouble. Yeah. But dude, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was Paul, if everything was perfect, and I met this person's friends, and that's what I met, that would be a huge like that's a huge red flag. i don't know if this is the thing for me that's because if flag. all your friends are people that i do not like that's gonna be a really tough one for well, me well and he knows that her bestie in the pod was irena who hurt his friend zach and irena is and hated by like, the entire cast yeah, you're like there's a pattern here a that pattern. doesn't feel great you know um so that's how that went and mm-hmm. then the last thing we saw of them in episode nine really was when they had a sit-down conversation and had yeah. that lunch together and you know Paul was had had come off of a conversation. Oh, I have to say this quick too about them. So I know we're diving a little bit into the B-Day party for Chelsea, but you know, Micah and Kwame had their conversation where both Micah and Kwame were giving each other, even though they weren't saying like, we're going to ditch our people, but they were both giving each other enough hope. Like it was a little bit like, you've been my, my, you were my number one for forever. Like I think about you always. And they just kept teasing it. You know, and having them both get off on that high of like, well, this other person likes me too energy. But then we saw Paul when Amber showed up and he sees Amber for the very first time. And we see him go, wow, she's really beautiful. But you know what? I'm with Micah and I'm not even going to go there. So I'm not even going to have a conversation with Amber because I, I don't want to tempt fate. And uh, and it's it was a very telling moment with Paul yes. that we saw. So, you know, the two of them, when they have then their conversation where they're having lunch, uh, it was an interesting dynamic because what we're finding out is they're both not saying we are getting married. They're, yeah. they're taking it day by day, which I think is a very smart move on both yes. of their parts. Yes, 100%. Um, I don't think it's going to work. Um, I don't know by whom, though, because I want to say Paul is going to pull the plug. But at the same time, <sighs> I think it's going to work. You think it's going to work? No, I don't know long term. But I do, do you think, think they're that gonna they'll, do it. Yeah, because I do think that they really like each other. And I think, I think that, so like, too. I really do. I think that generally there's some disagreements, but I do feel like Micah has been on far better behavior than she was in the pods. Yeah. She's been far better behavior since Mexico. I feel like delete the friends. There's a couple weird moments, but it's not that bad. And I feel like Paul doesn't seem to be too rocked by it. 
So if they can figure out the moving situation, I think they won't have a blowout like Kwame and Chelsea might have. You know what I mean? I think that like, I think they'll be okay. Now, I don't know how long they'll last, but I'm saying to the end of the show, I think they'll make it. I think that they're not going to get married and that they're going to be dating. Okay. Because they're putting that precipice up of like, hey, we're not for sure going to get married. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're not going to say we're getting married on the wedding day. We're going to decide when the day comes. And that's the energy they're living by. And they're also trying to decide like who's going to move. What are we going to do? And both are pretty like we're not compromising in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see them not getting married and staying together. Yeah, I'm not. Which yeah. I think would actually be very wise for them because I could see them working out. Yeah, and I'm not getting from either of them big nerves about the whole thing. No, like they're not going. Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? Like every other couple seems to be like stressed about yeah. the marriage. They don't seem to be that I stressed. I think Paul's about it. nervous because he has talked to Zach about it. I think maybe just Paul doesn't show his nerves. Yeah, quite. Maybe. Yeah. As openly. He doesn't talk about it that much. Yeah, but. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, because he does talk about. You're right. He does talk to Zach about like, did I make the right choice? Kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay, well, next we have Tiffany and Brett. And here's the bottom line, everybody. I I don't want to like zip by Tiffany and Brett because their love story deserves (laughs) just a million books written about it. In fact, if they are together, which I can't see them not being together, they're a couple I would love to have on the podcast after it's done. If they're together, I want to, or even if they're not, I just want to have them both on. They're amazing. But I don't want to zip by it, but it's just been perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say about the two of them other than I don't think I've seen two people so quickly. I mean, this whole thing is over just a few weeks and they're jumping into a marriage potentially. And I've never seen two people communicate how they're feeling and process through potential, you know, marriage issues so smoothly, so quickly in a relationship. Totally. Like they're having conversations where Tiffany brings up, Brett, I saw your apartment, which of course his apartment was Immaculate. clean. And, and you know, he had all of his like his gorgeous shoes and all of his high tech gadgets and all that. And she was a little bit like, I'm a little worried about how much money you spend. And he, they had such a healthy conversation about finances and then how like they would potentially split things and communicate. And as, as, as soon as that conversation came up, I'm like, I feel like this conversation could implode with a lot of other people right. this early on handled 10 out of 10. Yes. And then 10 out of 10 that Tiffany brought it up and then she brings it up. He communicates. And then she also affirms him by not saying like, you seem like you spend a lot of money and I'm nervous. She was like, you're a creative and you're an artist. And so you, the way you spend your money, you know, you you love these beautiful artistic things. And she said it in such, it was such a beautiful affirming way of like, I want to acknowledge who you are, but also say, this is a little bit of my concern. Yes. And the other thing too, is like when they had the conversation um, where she was feeling the nerves for the wedding. Yeah. I feel like there's been a few moments where Tiffany is like, are you sure? Like everything has been so perfect. Like almost waiting for the ball to drop. Yeah, she's waiting maybe for like, where's the red flag? Are you gonna like <laughs> show me that like you're massively in debt or something? You know, she's right. bringing up. She's like, is money a, th- a problem? She's right. like, do you have like something you're hiding from because me? All your friends so are wonderful. awesome. You're awesome. You're hot. You're successful. Like, what's the thing, man? Like, can yeah. you please explain? Because I don't want to get married if you got some secrets. Yeah, but you're just so perfect. But again, it's the way that she communicates where it's f- so open, so soon yeah and it's so beautiful to see where then she's like yeah i'm feeling like nervous are you not nervous are you not nervous and then he's like no i'm not 
I, I know that this is the right thing and we're stepping into this together and just makes her feel great about where he's at, but then also doesn't make her feel bad for feeling nervous and then push at her like, wait, you feel nervous? Yeah. Why are you nervous? Right. They're both so secure in each other. I can't see it not working out. No. Like, I really cannot see it not working out unless there's something that, that happens wild at the end, which I literally can't even imagine. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes you see two people who find each other who are on the same path in life, wanting the same thing, who feel so safe and secure with each other, who are extremely attracted to each other, uh, get along with friends, with family. I mean... He's not nervous at all either. He's just like... No. She's like, aren't you a little afraid? He's like, no. Good. But again, that's what I'm saying. The fact okay. then... But then he doesn't then pick at that and go, well, why, why are yeah, you feeling a little like, nervous? I'm and good. then she was like, no, you know, it's just that stress because of the wedding. But then she brings up the fact that she talked to one of her family members and she's like, by the way, your grandparents met and got married in six weeks and so there was this moment of yeah. like it's like they're reliving that together yeah it's just it's perfect all, it's all beautiful it's just perfect and Get i was out of here. and i was obsessed by the way with at the very end of the episode which we'll talk about but during the wedding dress tux shopping that when jackie didn't show up that tiffany texted brett and was like by and the then way brett ja no but so then kind. she's like she's like by the way jackie's not by the way jackie's not here it was such like an advanced couple thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was like these people have been together for a long time. They're texting the whole time. Like everyone else is just kind of hanging with like their other people from the pods and she's texting him and she's like, by the way, Jackie's not here. And he's like, oh my God. It was just like such a couple's thing. Yeah. Like it just reminded me of like us, you know, however yeah. many years into a relationship being like, oh my God, guess what's happening? I'm at this party and you're not at the party. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're texting the whole time about like what's going on in the drama that's right, happening. Right, right, Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you can tell they really have a strong connection too because she's not even going to all the other girls going, oh my God. No, no, She's no. just talking to him, kind of yeah. being like, hey, that's and also do you need to take care of him? You know, like thinking about Marshall in mm -hmm. a nice way. Yeah, they're they're great. They're each other's people. Yeah, that's I believe sweet. that deeply. I believe that deeply. Yeah. Okay. Zach and Bliss. Yes. And we can now say Zach and Bliss are official. I am so happy for both of them, though I am a little nervous and I'll talk yeah. about why. But I'm so happy for them because last week we were left with him, you know, meeting her for the first time and her being like, they obviously had great chemistry, but she was like, listen, you were with someone else. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to go. We'll see. Um, but then starting in episode seven, we go to Zach's apartment, which is the most Zach thing I can imagine. His art piece. The two owls. And a samurai sword. <laughs> he goes, I had someone like, he like commissioned it. He's like, yeah, the local artist took care of this for me. And it's two white owls and a samurai sword. And, and there's nothing else there. It's like everything is. Perfect. Everything's stark and it's just that. <laughs> like, dude. And then when Bliss answered the door, they just zoomed up on like a bowl. He had like a floating, a tiny floating succulence and like river rocks and it was spinning. <laughs> they like zoomed Something up you on. get a like sharper image. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a Zen garden from <laughs> sharper image. You know what I mean? Um, but the, the painting I think needs to be addressed uh -huh. because not only was it the only painting, <laughs> but the painting itself spoke a million words and no words at the same time. If you walk into a, a house and there's uh -huh. no art anywhere, there's no decorations, and then there is a large painting of two white owls with a samurai sword. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a samurai sword or some sort of sword. 
And I'm looking at it going like, did he tell them he wanted this? <laughs> was this just something he saw? Like it was the closest thing to like a wolf shirt. Yes. Like the wolf shirt was a painting. Yes. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? It was just like, but not worn ironically. Just like actually worn because you're a big fan of wolves. It yes. had that energy. Like I just love owls and swords. I like general kind of more of an ancient combat. And I'm a huge fan of nighttime birds. What can you a do for owl. me? You know what I mean? And, it, and it, the reason why it spoke volumes and nothing at the same time is because that is Zach. I feel like we know so much about Zach and nothing about it. He's like, he's such a unique character. I know. That like him having a barn owl samurai sword painting is perfectly yes. in line with like the mystery that and is a Zach. tiny spinning succulents. Where I'm, spi- like, I'm not yeah. sure what that is, but you know what? God bless. God bless. I love the guy, but he is unique. <laughs> he really is. But he has bliss over he is disheartened because he attempts to make her a gourmet dinner and he ruins both of the steaks before they can even be cooked so he's absolutely devastated (laughs) he puts them like you know in like ziploc bags but like to defrost probably in water and then they open and then like the steaks are just completely (laughs) sogged in water and he did both steaks it's like bro (laughs) although i do feel like it kind of helped his charm because he messed the whole thing up so it it almost made bliss be like Okay. Like, she was having yeah. to be like, it's okay. It's exactly. fine. And he was like, wait, do you like the carrots though? Because yeah. the carrot, that's good enough, right? Good thing I made enough shrimp. Good thing I overcompensated on the yeah. shrimp. It was very lots Zach. Of carrots, yeah, lots know? of carrots, lots of shrimp. Because if you, if everything would have gone perfectly, it almost would have lent itself to like the Zach we met at the beginning who was like, hey, ladies, like, welcome to my apartment. Yeah. And then he just kind of messed it all up. And, and <laughs> not to bring it back to this, but. Looking back now at Zach in the pods after yeah. all this time, I'm going the most golden fedora guy. So golden fedora. Because he put this entire thing together that we're now seeing is completely false. Yeah. I mean, he literally walked and was like this no in the pods <laughs> and was just like, sup, ladies. And then when you see him in real life, he's like the opposite of yes, that. He's so he's like hypervigilant and a little awkward. And, you know, it's I just know. hilarious I that know. he presented. He like he literally had like a strategy of like, this might work. <laughs> So now we see him with his double owl and his Harry Potter thing and his, you know, that was my favorite part when he was like, when he looked at her and they're just like early on in the conversation, he's like, have you seen my bedroom yet? And she's like, no, Zach, I haven't seen your bedroom. I'm like, Zach, stop. Do Do not throw the bedroom line. And then he says, well, it's because. I have it programmed that when you walk into every room, a different song plays. And when you walk into my bedroom, Harry Potter plays. And she goes, why would you do that? And he goes, because it's cool. At first you thought Zach was being like creepy. Yeah, like, yeah, have you, you seen see my bedroom yet? And he's like, because Harry Potter plays. Yeah. When you walk <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's so funny. I mean, when, when he, I had a moment, like I just laughed to myself. Like when he, was proposing to her on the boat yes i thought it would have been hilarious is if he would have fallen off the boat well mid- did you see that he he right. almost fell a couple but times it's like, he's just like <laughs> bliss i think oh god and then he's just like in the water they're having to like fish him out and he's soggy so, so you know soaked and then like the the rings at the bottom of the ocean and he's just like oh man like he's like trying to send divers down to go get it it's yeah. like taking like an extra hour and a half he's and just he's just like, like just hold on one second just to hold on one second one second from the moment when I met you, I just, ah! <laughs> he's a character, man. I know. <laughs> he's such like a Kramer. He really is such a Kramer. Oh my God. He makes me laugh. But he, I mean, 
he proposes, which I'm like, holy Whoa. smokes. Like, this is wild, which I guess it's the exact same thing that ever. In fact, they've gotten to know each other better in some ways. Well, I guess they didn't have the yeah, the like, Mexico stay, which oh, we were yeah, alone for a while. Behind but, I was not but most people that. were getting engaged before Mexico. Yeah. So technically, they're not. It's, it's not that different. Um, but she says yes. And I did not think at first that she was going to mm-hmm. say yes, because when they were on the boat having that conversation, they were talking about fruit for about 45 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, they're talking about their favorite fruits. And I'm like, is this not going well? Or are they just on the same page yeah. and they're enjoying talking about fruit? I can't quite tell. But leading up to the engagement, she was seeming to me like guarded in the best way possible because it's like you didn't choose me off the cuff. So I'm not going to be like, oh, yay, this is great that we're together and having this dinner. Thank you so much. Like she is understandably guarded. So I wasn't 100 percent sure if she would say yes or not. But, you know, she she said something along the lines of after the proposal that she was like, said something like there's all these parts of me that are like, no, because he proposed to someone else first and it didn't go how I thought it was going to go when I was in love with him. And then all of a sudden he, you know, pulled the rug out from under me, but I love him. And so even though everything is saying no, like, I feel like I have to say yes. She mm-hmm. said something along those lines. And then we see, you know, they end up moving into the condo together and they continue to have this conversation. It's a reoccurring conversation with them about the fact that she feels icky that she came second. And he then, you know, makes some comments. He's like, no, you didn't come second though because you're the one I chose. And it's like, well, Zach, let's let's validate her feelings here for a second because technically she, she did come second. You did propose to Arena first, mm. bottom line. Right. Um, but that's my biggest concern for them. I do, I really, really think these two are deeply in love and I really do think that they're each other's people. But I think because of what happened, that Bliss wants to be engaged to Zach and in the real world when they have more time that it would 100% work. But I feel like with this fast track, the whole coming second might get in the way Mm. of the marriage, Mm. of them actually getting married. Because I feel like she might need a little more time to process that and heal, which a real world situation would allow for. And I, if I was Bliss, I'd feel the exact same way. I'd be like, we need to pump the brakes and I need to be able to process this because this is a lot to take in. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling torn because on the one hand, like, I'm like, I feel like they're totally in love. I feel like they absolutely could work, but I do feel like it's all happening too quickly that she might not have enough time to heal before the actual wedding. Mm, That's my concern. Agreed. But with that being said, when she met Zach's family, could someone have knocked it out of the park better? No, she was immaculate. She was so fantastic. This woman, literally, it was, it was, and again, you know, with all the editing, they're probably just showing us any of like their uh, conversations about the tension in their relationship. So we're not seeing all the other things, but that's when we had the moment where we see her saying everything she loves about Zach. She sat and she looked at his family and she sang his praises. I believe more than any other person has sang praises about Zach because he was staring at her, soaking it in like a sponge. He was glowing, hearing her just talk about all the wonderful things and everything about him that is so amazing. And his family's crying and it means so much to them. And it went 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like also the show's been cutting to all the times that she brings up the 
Irina situation and the second choosing. And so like you get this real sense that like, oh, she can't get over it nonstop. But then you see her with the family and you're kind of like, okay, there's a lot more to this. They seem to be really connected. They seem to be, despite that scenario, it's perfect. Yes. But she's really stuck on that in some little lot of yeah, ways. But, but on the core is obsessed with him. So it's yeah. like, it has a real fighting chance. It's just whether she yeah. can somehow like get over that, which I, I don't know if I could, I'm just saying. Yeah. So the fact that she's already there and doing this is amazing. Is amazing. Know? And then they meet Bliss's I know. sisters and mom, which is when I cried yeah. because the second they walk in, her mom's already crying. Amazing. And they are so wonderful and welcoming. And She's like, Zach, go ahead and tell the story. And Zach starts to tell all the nice things and how much he's obsessed with Bliss and how wonderful she is. And then he starts telling the sisters and mom about how he didn't choose her first and how he proposed and to even someone Bliss else. Bliss was just like, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> Bliss is like, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. And he's like, yeah, 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 they should know. And as awkward as it was, I did appreciate that about Zach yeah. because I was like, what you're getting from this moment is that he's not a liar and that he's not going to hide shit. Right. He's looking at your mom who's crying because you said all these nice things about her daughter. Now, Zach, your timing, little funky. You say all the good things and then you're like, by the way, I proposed to someone else before her and she wasn't my first choice initially and we're going through that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Oh, Zach. Yeah, exactly. The timing needs to be worked out. But, but I, that's his vibe anyway. He's I not know. Polished. It's going to be clunky. It's going to be clunky. But that thing, the, the fact of the matter is you're getting the truth. Yeah. And he did say it and he wasn't hiding it or acting like it wasn't the actual situation. And he looked at the family and he told them the painful truth. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I'm reading into it, but I felt like her mom did too. Totally. Because, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying the mom responded in such an amazing way, which was like, you know, she was like asking questions. She was interested. And then when he started talking about the fact that like he was nervous to meet her family, being, you know, afraid to be judged on his upbringing, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that like, you know, then it went into the mother and the fact that he's like, my mom passed away and she's not here. And then the mom said, you know, I can be your mother. Oh my God. And, you know, I just felt like the, the, the big thing that stuck out to me too was Bliss's mom said, you know, she kind of made it apparent, like, obviously there's some trepidations here that he didn't choose her right away. And I'm a little nervous about that, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing I do is I trust my daughter mm-hmm. and I trust Bliss to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And if she, I, and, and if, I, I can trust her. And if she says he's good, I'm good with him and I'll be his mom. So it was like, it was like, oh man, that's how I want to, that's how I want to raise Ember. Like I want to be in a place to where like, I don't have to be nervous because I trust her. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to make a decision for her on who she's with later, which yeah. can parents can get caught of up course, in. It's like, I course. need to approve. They can make their own decisions and then you could trust their decision. I thought that was really cool. So she was kind of the highlight for me of that whole thing. Oh, of just she was incredible. A willingness to truly accept what is hurtful because that had to be hurtful as a parent to know that your kid wasn't Mm -hmm. chosen first. And then it's Mm -hmm. kind of a messy situation. And then also to just support your daughter and be like, I'm whatever, whatever she makes her happy. I'm down with. And and, and I will go on above and beyond that. I'll bring you into my family. Yeah. It was so So, beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it also really kind of hit home to me when Zach brought that up about, um, you know, why, you know, when bliss had said, Oh, my family hasn't, you know, approved of boyfriends in the past that that was really what made him nervous. And then I went, oh, is that was that the final thing that made him choose Arena? Is just his own insecurities about things that he had struggled with in the past with other families? And was that really the actual reason that he ended up going there? Um, and now for him to have this moment where this amazing woman is like, let me hold your hand and 
you know, and he's like, yeah, there's only going to be one mom if there's kids because my mom's gone. And she's like, well, I'm going to be your mom. Yeah. And for him to have this moment, I was crying. I yeah. was like, I want this for both of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. hundred percent. So I really, I hope and pray that it works and that they get married, but I am nervous that it's just too fast because of honestly the damage that Zach did by not choosing bliss initially. And now her having to process through that. So, totally. all right. Last finale of the couples, Marshall and Jackie Oof, rough business. This whole, this whole entire series, the, these three episodes with Marshall and Jackie was so hard to watch. I could barely watch it. Like it was my stomach just like tough. It was tough. It was so tough. Tough. And we saw it early. Yeah. We were trying to be all like positive about it. We saw it early. We saw it in Mexico and she's like, he's my little dumbass," And like all this stuff. We're like, Oh no. Like, I mean, to boil it all down, there's a lot of things that happened over these three episodes. Yes. There was like, there were, I mean, honestly it was con a constant argument. Yeah, it was a constant just argument before his family came over argument. Yeah. Him leaving her, him coming back argument. After the party, argument, yeah. everything. I think it boils down to just a straight up. She likes him as a person and is not attracted to him in a romantic relationship way. So she's like, I've dated one type of guy my whole life. There's this new guy. He really cares about me. He's a really good man. I like that. But my body isn't reacting the same way as my head is. And because of that, Instead of taking a deep breath, cutting it off, she's going to burn it to the ground. Yeah. She's going to like, instead of just being like, you know what? I, I tried, mm -hmm. I tried to make my head connect to my heart. It's not working. She's now going, I'm going to make this a toxic waste fire and yeah. I'm going to make him pay and I'm going to make off all pay and I'm going to burn it to the ground. I'm going to break hearts. Like that's what's going on at this point is like, She's just unwilling to just accept the fact that it's not happening. You know what I mean? And so she's just going to make him pay for it. And so because of that, she's, it's become manipulation. It's become, you know, hurtful comments. It's become, you know, basically going after his, his personality and his manliness. It's about, you know, flirting with other guys in front of him. It's just like it's gotten to this. It's almost like she wants him to break it off with her so that she doesn't have to be the one to do it. It's almost like you, you can just rip the bandit off for me. So I'm going to make this hell. Yeah. Until you wore on away. Yeah. It was like the first few episodes and even in Mexico when we were feeling all these things, it was like if she would have just, you know, because clearly she's doesn't have that attraction to him in that way. If she would have just walked away, then that would have been fine. But now the way that she is treating him is so unfair mm -hmm. and you know, when they had the conversation where he left and then um, overnight and then came back and she was packing and it was about him in the bedroom, yeah. right? Number one, this conversation about the way that your your bedroom habits is already so unbelievably personal with that yeah. having a camera in your face. It's just like, it's just, I can't, I genuinely, I can't imagine. Um, but then the conversation about like him saying, her saying to him that like he wasn't being manly enough or something like that, which is also just so upsetting yeah. that there's this narrative that like when someone is sensitive and wanting to like be communicative and, and talk about your feelings that that's not manly. That's just so not true. Mm -hmm. um, and it was all just so toxic and painful. Now there was a moment where then he said, I thought 
that you were a project, which I was like, Ugh. yeah, Marshall, not cool. Well, I felt like he was getting beat up. And so he threw a hook. Yeah. Like it was one of those. And it was like, he even apologized to it afterwards. You know, he's like, he oh, I shouldn't have said and that. And he was like, this is what I meant. And, and you know, you saw, and, and it was not okay for him to say. Um, but I think at that point, again, we're not seeing, clearly we're not seeing so many of the behind the scenes conversations yeah. with them because every time we see them, it's post a fight. So we don't even really know all the details of what's going on. But it felt like to me, like when you're feeling so worn down and you throw that jab and it's like, you shouldn't do that. That doesn't make it okay to say that, you know, even when you're feeling this way, but he just seemed like it was, you're talking about how he is in the bedroom publicly and now you're going to get defensive and it wasn't right. But I, I mean, I understood feeling pushed up against the wall in that way. Mm -hmm. And it just watching it is so frustrating because Marshall over and over and over again. Um, and then they have that conversation later after the party is like, please tell me exactly what you need from me. Yeah. Like, I need you to tell me what you mean. You're not giving me examples. And throughout this whole episode, he's like, please explain to me what exactly I can do that I'm not doing. Even when she's having her moments of stress and she's walking away, he's like, do you need me to take a walk around the block? And he's giving solutions, but she's like, no, you're just, you being around is stressing me out. And so he's trying to ask questions to provide solutions and she won't give them to him. And she's just acts and frustrated like, oh, bro, I don't want to even hear about this right now. It's too late. But then the follow through is always like, you know, her hugging him and being like, just love me, just love me. And then that to me is where watching it, the you know, whether it's conscious or not, the manipulation is coming through on her end. That is just so not OK that it's like you don't want to be with him. Let him go. Like don't then try to pull it back in. And I don't know if that's because she's battling her head and her heart and thinking like I should be with him, but I don't really, I'm not really feeling it, but I'm going to try to make it work. And then it's manipulation dance is going to go on. Or if she's just like, this is being filmed and I don't want to come off a certain way and then like ditch him. I don't, I don't quite know, but the whole thing is just. Yeah. I mean, it's ending, obviously. This whole thing is going to catch on fire. I mean, the way I look at it, though, is like that, like now that now that we've seen a decent amount, and obviously there's more to come. So we're, a lot of you guys know what's happening, but we're like, you know, we're experiencing this in our way. But like, what I think it is, is that Jackie clearly is just like, I don't want to be with you. I don't like you. I don't like who you are is yeah. the problem. So when someone feels that way and then that person goes up and goes, what can I do better? It, it, it triples the anxiety. It triples the ick of like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He is doing everything he can to figure out what she wants. But when someone is like, I want to be gone, you even talking. Yeah. No matter what you say, I don't even hear it. I am just in panic mode. Right. So she, what she's doing is, in, like you said, instead of letting him go. She is going to burn this thing to the yeah. ground and, but, and, and torture him in the process. But the thing is, the thing that makes it to me beyond then not okay is that, yes, I understand that once you get the ick, you're like anyone being like, are you good? Are you good? But she continues to give him hope. Well, no, here's So, of course, he's on. He's stuck on the line well, no, because then she's like, she I does. love you. I love you. I love your eyes. And then he sits. She sits with his beautiful family. And which, by the way, his sister is the coolest style in the world. And she's stunning. I just yeah, through that there. I was just admiring her style and her outfit and her makeup. Yeah all that but um she was affirming yes i love him yes we're supposed to be together he's the person that's the, the one for me and then yes. when they're arguing then she's holding him crying like i'm sorry i'm sorry just love me like all that stuff is keeping him locked yes. in 
a hundred percent. But what I think that is, is manipulation mm-hmm. in order to cease the, the, it, it lowers the like ick level for a moment because what happens is she goes, when I pull away yeah. and, and become like brutal to him, he becomes more interested in how to figure out me and how to please me, which then pushes me even more away. When I compliment him, he seems to calm down a little bit. That's the vibe I'm getting. So she's using manipulation tactics in order to get him to stop talking about it. Mm. So it's almost like when he's in the middle of going like, what do you want from me? And she goes, you have pretty eyes on you. She's hoping that'll like get him to stop talking. And then when he goes, yeah, I just need to know like what, what's our next step. And she, and she goes, just love me. She's using manipulation tactics in order to get him to stop pursuing her basically. Cause he's like trying to be this like amazing guy that's pursuing her and trying to figure her out and help her and be there next to her. And she's like already so off that like she's using all these tactics just to get him to stop. Yeah. She's putting him through the ringer. Yeah. She realizes that he is not gonna pull the plug. So this she's is- like, I gonna do what I do and I'm just like gonna rip this thing to shreds until this guy's like in a puddle, I guess. This is not gonna end well. This is not gonna end well. That's no. for sure. I mean You can just see the panic yeah. on both their ends, but you can see her like starting to just like spiral yeah and so she's just taking him down. and the thing that's hard too when you're watching it's like he knows he like knows. he knows what's going down but at the same time too when you're in a relationship that's like toxic like that and you're this other person is get but then also continuing to affirm no, no no i love you you're the right person for me and you're you're battling that like i can see that this isn't working but at the same time i love this person and they're just they're giving me what i want for a minute and then yanking it away yep. um I have to say this, hopping into the whole party situation, yeah. right? Chelsea's birthday party, which, by the way, <laughs> the fact that on Chelsea's birthday party, she's like, oh, my God, you have to bring my ex yeah. to my birthday party. Yeah, like, great. <laughs> great. Amazing. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, exactly. But they brought in numerous past people because love is blind is here to try to stir we some got shit Josh up. Josh there. Josh walks in. Yeah. Now. What we can gather from Josh the moment he walks in is that none of the guys liked him. Now, we didn't see him a ton in the pods, minus him and Marshall's slight confrontation. Now it all makes sense to why Marshall was really frustrated by this guy. None of the guys like him. He walked in and you know when Brett doesn't like somebody, there's a problem. Brett's like, oh, Josh is here. No one liked Kwame. was like, I I tried to get this guy kicked off five times. Marshall obviously hates him. And the second he was in the room, all the other women were like, yeah. who is he? Didn't he like needs to leave. All. He got very drunk very quickly and was just cruising all around the party. Hey, ladies, what's going on? It's brutal. me. Check me out. It was so brutal. so brutal. But what I wanted to say is what is very telling of um, Marshall to me is when Josh goes over completely intoxicated and grabs Marshall. Mr. Steal Your Girl's here. Yeah, I have Steal Your Girl. And then he starts kind of shoving him around. And he's drunk and he's trying to be like, hey, we're bros for life. It's all good. It's all good. But then throwing in jabs like, what? Are you being a bitch? He goes, Don't, what, are you, do you, he goes what are you looking at, bitch? Or something like that. It was like, oh my gosh. And then he goes, right after that, he goes, hey man, we're good though, right? Don't let this change us change us but he just kept he hates you <laughs> he hates you he hates your guts <laughs> but he kept just putting his hands physically on him yeah, and being gosh. playful quote-unquote but then throwing in these jabs and the way marshall handled that is all i needed to see 
he kept his composure. I would have lost. I would have lost my mind. I'm like, and and on top of this too, we see that Marshall and Jackie don't show up together. No, because they're in an argument. And so already Marshall's on edge about his relationship with Jackie. And then Josh walks in. If I'm Josh or if I'm uh, Marshall, I'm losing my mind, losing my mind. Marshall stood there. He recognized that Josh was clearly intoxicated. He smiled. He goes, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yep, 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 yep. And just kind of stood there and tried to ignore him until Josh walked away. And to me, I'm like, that's a man. Yeah. Like that was like some stand up shit. And he recognized his intoxication and was like, what's important for me right now is my relationship with Jackie. So I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go here. Impressive. But then Josh yeah. pulls Jackie aside and starts opening up about how he's in love with her. The main thing that I thought, like, I didn't even think that was that bad, to be honest with you, because I'm like, he's coming here to shoot a shot. That's sure. a part of the show. I was a little bit like, this is what they do. This is what the Bachelor franchise always does. They right, drop right, right, in right, someone right. like to last minute, try to steal someone away. I was like, okay, not blown, not blown away. He no, wasn't going to no, do no, this. No, 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 no. The main thing that was a problem was when he said, by the way, Marshall cries with every girl <gasps> and uh, you're not special that. at all. Just so you know, that was dirty. So you know dirty. what I mean? Right after he just said, hey, bro, we're homies. So to me, that's snaky. What, I already shit. didn't like him, but that's what took me over the edge of like, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Because like that's that your opening him. line instead of trying to be like, hey, you should be with me because of me. Your your opening line is to talk shit on yeah, the guy. Yeah. By you're the with. way, this guy's fake. It's like, and Marshall, it's like of all the people you could talk shit on, there's nothing to talk shit about. He's like the nicest guy ever. It's like kind, sweet, caring, and it's like you're 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 gonna hate on him because he cried with other people. It's like that's insane. No, and and I to be completely frank with you, I don't even think I believe it. I I I, yeah. I think Josh is just the, I think he's lying. But here's and the even thing. if he did, whatever. But I'm I'm starting to kind of love Jackie and Josh together. Because I'm like, I don't want Jackie with Marshall. Marshall's like kind, sweet. They're like communicative, mature. Jackie's toxic and wild. So is Josh. Maybe there's a connection there. I mean, let them have their toxicity. Yeah, I mean, it's just not going to be. Yeah, it's not healthy. But yeah, we're not here for health. I'm saying Marshall health. You think Marshall and Jackie are healthy together? No, of course not. Of course not. So let the toxicity reign with each other. Like that's perfect. If anything, it's going to be the sa- if this, if this does happen. I mean, it's the villains it's gonna uniting. Be, well, honestly. no, it's going to be a savior. It's going to be ju- be Marshall being saved yeah. from himself. Because if Marshall keeps digging in and trying to win Jackie over, it's going to it's going to end even worse. Like they could get to the altar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if if Josh can come in and swoop, break Marshall's heart, at least Marshall will then be willing and now open to find someone new. Yeah. So as, as sad as it all is and as messed up, Marshall should realize that like there might be a blessing in this. Yeah. Yeah, no. Sometimes understood. you need the band-aid just to be ripped right off. That's true. That's true. So I'm kind of like, go. It's, it's so messed up. It's so brutal. But like quickly as possible. Yeah. Derail yeah. that train. Oh, well, when he first came up to Jackie, I was not sure about how she was feeling about yeah. Josh. Like she looked like kind of guarded and like not vibing it at yeah. first. And I was like, Oh, I don't think she's into this, even considering that her and Marshall were fighting. But then we see obviously the we see that Jackie does not show up for the wedding dress fitting with all the other women. Marshall is at the tux fitting with all the other men. Doesn't know Jackie's not going. He's planning on getting married. She doesn't show up. And she's at a coffee date with Josh and he's bringing her flowers and letting her know how he feels. And we are left with that cliffhanger. And like Marshall said it best, if you can steal her, you can have her. 
He said that? Uh-huh. He said that to uh he said that to Josh when Josh was like, Here comes Mr. Steal Your Girl. And he goes, Well, then if you can steal her, you should have her. Now I don't know if that was just a defense mechanism he was trying to use, but he said the words yeah. and there is some truth to that. If yeah. Josh can come out of nowhere and just steal steal her, it's like not I'm meant saying, to be. it's not meant to be, it's probably a good thing for it's you. It's not meant to be. <sighs> I mean, what a doozy at the end. Doozy. What a doozy, doozy at the end. So, yes, this is where we are left. It is rough. Um, I'm going to make a call now. Um, I still think... I used to think that Paul and Micah were getting married. I don't think so now. Okay. I'm going to say the only people getting married are Tiffany and Brett. <laughs> I think Bliss and Zach are going to get married too. Really? Yes. I'm calling it now. I mean, I would love, I just think that it's just going to be too much. I think that, I don't know if they'll break up. I feel like maybe they're going to be like a Paul Michael where maybe they'll stay together and keep dating, but they're not going to get married. But if he doesn't mess anything up, it's happening. That's what I think. I hope so. I think. I genuinely think Tiffany and Brett are the only ones getting married. That's, <laughs> That's what I think. Yes. Okay. So you think those are the only two couples. Um, And Paul and Micah. Oh, okay, so you think all oh, three of them are going to get married? You're right. They might, they're not going to break up, but they might not get married. I don't know, man. The show is forcing everyone to get married. so <laughs> And everyone seems to be forced into it. So, I mean, they, it almost seems like break up or get married. I say Paul Micah, Zach Bliss, Tiffany Brett. Okay. I say Tiffany, Brett gets, Tiffany and Brett gets married. Zach and Bliss don't make it to the altar I think they like decide right before that they're just going to keep dating. Okay. I think Paul breaks up with Micah at the altar. I think Kwame breaks up with um, Chelsea at the altar. Yeah. These are my guesses. Yeah. So. And Jackie and Marshall get oh. married and have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I literally they, didn't yeah, even yeah, include yeah, them because yeah, I'm like, they're, 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 it's, it's they not even going to happen. And they end up having this gorgeous <laughs> relationship. No, I don't. I think they're done. They're next, not even I think next episode over, they're done. There's no over. way that they're stay together next episode. I feel like it... Let's, think, let's just say Josh and Jackie sit together and they have uh, Watch, a date. they get married? Holy shit. Can you imagine? That would be let's, lit TV. I will tell you that. <laughs> let's just say they sit down um, or when they sit down uh, next episode and have their date. Let's just say nothing even comes of that. I think when Marshall finds out about that, that it's just over in general. Yeah, I think that's going to be the last straw. Yeah. So. All right. Can't wait for next week yeah. where we'll be going over 10 through the, the finale, baby. Yeah. We'll finally find out. Hooray. Ooh, this has been <laughs> okay. fun. It's been so fun. Emotionally exhausting. I will say that. I mean, that, honest to God. Fun. Honest to God. I mean, obviously, it's reading off of my energy to the life coach. Clearly. Seriously. <laughs> We're on the rocks, too, guys. We're on the rocks. I Tune in next want, week to find out how it's going. I don't want to going. be married to a mother. <laughs> so. All right. Should All right. we do one call of home? Of course. Let's, Let's do a do call it. home. Remember, you can always call home. Hey, Mom and Dad. Hi. So I desperately, desperately need advice. Um, two of my best friends in the world are getting married on the exact same day in different states. And I am expected to be a bridesmaid oh, in both of them. my god! And while that's already a really impossible situation, it gets a little bit worse. So, friend A is not technically engaged yet. Um, so, she essentially caught her boyfriend kind of cheating, messing around. I don't know the full extent of it. Um, but as a last-ditch effort to 
get her to not leave him, he oh. said that they could go ahead and put a deposit in on a wedding venue. Oh, that's not good. So they booked a <laughs> wedding vi- venue, and they're not engaged yet. <laughs> um, he keeps giving kind of BS excuses as to why he hasn't proposed, but he keeps saying he's going to. And honestly, I really don't have high hopes that he is. Um, but I'm trying really hard to be supportive yeah. of that friend. And she, <clears throat> she fully expects me to not be in my other friend's wedding, um, and be in hers. And I'm just struggling because I love them both equally. It's already impossible to choose, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's really hard when one isn't technically engaged yet. I feel like that puts me in a really, really hard, hard position. Um, and I just really, really need advice. I don't know what to do. Love you guys. I love your podcast so much. Love you. Wow. That is, I am so sorry. That is <laughs> what a, what a bandaid. I mean, Babe, I know about this other girl, but I booked the wedding venue just, just to show I mean, you how much I love you. That is, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Holy smokes. Um, oh my God. Okay. I'm trying to process here. You want me to go while you process? Sure. All right, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm already a little interested, though. You're, this one friend you're telling me is you're, you're really close friends with, but yet you don't know the details of the cheating, which signals to me that, like, why aren't y'all talking about the details of the cheating? You know what I mean? Like Maybe if, the friend doesn't want to. Well, that's what I'm, what I'm getting at yeah. is, like, if the friend is already hiding all the details because if it's awkward or embarrassing or whatever, and then the boyfriend hasn't even been have, hasn't even asked her to marry, and then books a wedding venue to like cover up the cheating, like I think, and then and then you choose that one over the person who's engaged and getting married and happy and love. I think your if your friend doesn't understand that, then you need to take a look at your own relationship with that friend and really go, is this friendship in a healthy enough place for me to burn my other friend over for? Cause someone's going to get, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. So the way I look at it is like, if I was in this situation where I was kind of in this toxic relationship, I would understand if my other friend, if my friend was going to another, to be in the other wedding because the other wedding was like much more solidified and solid and mine was much more like up in the air, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it against them for doing that. If your friend's going to put it against you for doing that, despite all the drama surrounding it, I would say don't be terrified of that friendship maybe taking a little bit of a back seat or like pulling back a little bit and being need to be reformed after all this drama gets settled yeah. because it sounds to me like a very unhealthy kind of situation going on over there yeah. and you're going to get dragged into this drama and you're going to miss out on your other friend's wedding yeah. who you already committed to too so for me it's a little bit like sounds like an unhealthy situation sounds like she's keeping things from you a little bit be friends. Everything's still cool, but maybe it's okay to let this relationship, let it figure itself out. If she gets hurt, she gets hurt. Tell her how much you love her. Tell her you're there for her. Everything's cool. But this thing is also happening. I got to be there for her. We don't know what's going on on your end. I know what's going on here. You know, I love you. I'm there for you. I'll fly in the next day to be there. I'll go to your bachelorette party. Like I'm there for it all, but I just can't, you know, I think that like, 
Yeah. And yeah. and another thing I would say is I'd love to know the dynamics of the other friend. If the other if other friend is being I understand whatever works if you need to go to the other wedding, that's another sign that like that friendship might be a little bit more mature and a little more solid. Anytime a friend is like you need to do this and if you don't do this you're a bad friend. I'm a little always weary about that. You know what I mean? I'm always a little weary about like people putting too much pressure on each other. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would know. be very curious to know how much you've talked to each one of the future brides about the other person. Like, I'm curious how much your friend in the non proposed to relationship. Um, if she like how much she knows, like, does she know that you have this other wedding? Does your other friend know that you potentially like, do they know yet? about the other person's wedding being on the same day. Have you talked to them about that yet? If you haven't, I definitely would. And I know that you you seem like such a, you sound like such a kind-hearted person yeah. that you might feel like, oh, I don't want to put that stress on both of them. But you are in this pickle. And I, I think it's very much okay to communicate with both of them how you're feeling because you're like, I feel quite torn. With the friend who doesn't have, who's not actually engaged yet, um, I do think that, a conversation is necessary. I totally get how you're saying you want to be there for her. And I understand too, how she might be feeling very on edge and what she, she also might be very reactive now too, because she's hurting. She's so definitely much. on it. Like she might be the best friend ever, but because all of this is happening, she might be a little more reactive because she's feeling insecure about a relationship. All of yeah. that stuff. So I get how you want to be careful and be supportive of her and there for her. But I do think it's worth a conversation to be like, I want to be there for you and any which way I can be, but I'll be real. I am really struggling right now because I also have this and I know that you guys are a little bit on the rocks and you guys haven't gotten engaged yet. And is this something that we can talk about? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, quite the impossible situation, but I would be interested to hear what it would be like to have a conversation with both of them. And also with the other friend, again, I don't know the dynamics with yeah. the other friend who already is engaged, um, but how that friend feels like, does that friend know the other friend and go, Oh, I know. I know she's struggling right now. That friend might be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Go to her wedding instead. She needs the support. Like you, you if you communicate it and you, maybe you already have, and maybe they're both like, you need to be at my wedding. Um, but maybe your other friend too might be like, go to the other wedding. She needs us right now or needs you right now. So, you know, go do that. So yeah. communication, I guess. I don't have an easy answer it's, for it, this there's one. There's no perfect answer. It's going to be messy. My vote though is always a little bit like, in this case, is like go with the one that also considers you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If one trust, of the your, trust your gut Trust your in gut, it too. but I'm saying also be aware if one of the friends is considerate of you. It's, it's, oh, I see you're in a tough spot. Like, yeah. whatever works for you, go. Uh, to me, that like there's you're also realizing you're investing in a relationship too. And you don't want to be put in a place where like you're a bad guy if you don't perform to their standards. Like yeah. personally, it's just a, it's friendships. Like that's not friendship if you're not just no. performative for someone. But if someone's like, I need you, I love you, can you be there for me? That's different than if you don't do this, you're a bad friend. Yeah. No, that's totally. not a good like dynamic. Yeah. So be so, aware of that. Yeah, I would say trust your gut. Either way, this is going to be hard. And I'm really sorry suck. that yeah, you're going to have sorry. to walk through this. Um, but no, you need to know before you go into this. You're not making the wrong decision, whatever you choose. You are in a tough situation. Whatever you choose is the right thing for you to do and feel confident of that. And no matter how any of the friends are making you feel, you're put in this impossible situation. And so don't put any of that pressure or don't feel bad as best you can because it's not on you. So right. good anywho, luck. Yeah. We love good you. luck out there. Sending Oof. you all the love. 
um, family. We love it's you all. It's been real. We love you all. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk next Wednesday for the finale. We'll see you next week with two episodes. Yes, two episodes next week. Yes, yes. All right, everybody. Love Bye. you. Bye.